in the the system. The people are represented by two separate yet equally important groups. The police who instigate crime and the district attorneys who prosecute the offenders. These are their stories. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. What were you expecting, a visit from the Tooth Fairy? I was 12. His name was Paulo. We were both in the legislative youth program. You know, the Babe in the Woods Act doesn't quite go with the Armani suit. No smoking in this building. What are you going to do? Charge me with smoking? Could be better. We could have the death penalty. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Really? Because the doorman at your building said Mary was getting a lot of guidance in your I never told anybody to lie. Not a single time. Never. These allegations are false. We did some checking. Three days before the murder, you shelled out $200 to the West Side Women's Center. We're guessing you weren't the one who needed a gynecologist. <laughs> I, I don't even have it at the highest volume, by the way. <laughs> like, I could turn that up louder. <laughs> But I won't. <clears throat> Welcome to Geek Fights, the Ponzi Schema podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw. With me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, what are we fighting about today? Well, tonight's topic is the best law and order character. So, uh, what characters do we have joining us tonight? Uh, well, tonight, uh, let's see. What order do I put people in? Ah, it's Josh Monk. So all the way from a parking lot, a, 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 a school parking lot in Clawson, Mission, we've got Josh Van Veezy. And I'm just that greasy. Oh, we also have uh, Yussi Block. Shalom. Brian Townsend. Hi. And Dominic Williams. I did it. So, uh, how do the fights work, Mike? Well, uh, each of our, uh, yeah, I have to pause after, uh, each time you talk, don't I? Uh, each Maybe. of our panelists chooses six of their favorite law and order characters. We throw in two more chosen by geek fight staff to bring it up to 32. We randomly match them up and drop them into tournament style brackets, which you can download from our website at geekfights.net. Uh, Everybody casts their vote and gives their reasons. The winner of each fight moves on to the next round. This continues until someone is crowned the best law and order character. As always, there are no wrong answers on geek fights, so you can use any rationale you want. It can be clever and well thought out uh, or crazy and random and weird uh, or anything in between. That's what we like to call geek logic. And good, good geek logic has been known to sway votes. So choose your argument wisely. All right, then let's start. I'm sorry. I should have never downloaded that. Uh, this fight is yours. It is uh, Tracy. What is this? Kilber? Kim? Kim? Whatever. Uh, versus the man, the myth, the legend, ADA, Rob, uh, Paul, Rob Burnett. Sorry. Robinette. Josh, did you Was die? that to me? No, it's Josh. I think he died. Oh, you that is not what you said. But anyways, um, this is the Kyber. Kyber. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, starting off, I'm going to say the good stuff, but uh, Paul Ruben Nick is uh, one of the best black characters in the history of the first two seasons of Law and Order. So he gets my vote. 
A vote for Robinette. Uh, that was weird. Uh, Robinette is awesome. Uh, I love the shit out of Robinette. I don't remember uh, Tracy Kyber. Is that what she said? Uh, so I, I'm going to go with uh, Robinette because he's the shit, especially when he comes back and sticks it to McCoy because he does every now and again. So I'm going to go with uh, Robinette. Uh, Yussi. Well, Robinette gets a lot of uh, geek cred because he's played by Richard Brooks, who also played Jubal Early, who was on Best of Firefly uh, a couple of weeks ago. But we learn more about the character in that, you know, the 40 minutes of that episode than we do over uh, 70 episodes where we have Robinette. Like, what can you say about him as a character? Now, to say he's the best... He's black. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that's, thick, that's the point. He has a thick flat top. With a thick flat top. Exactly. They're about his appearance. The, the fact is that they could have done so much with him because everyone else in those first three seasons of Law and Order was a middle-aged white guy. Even Logan, who was the young guy, was already pushing 40. Here was a guy in his 20s. What was his background? You know, who was he? Where did he come from? You know, he could bring a different perspective. And he didn't. It was sort of cool when he came back for a couple of episodes, you know, 12 years later, whatever it was. But it, he just felt colorless as a character, bland and uninteresting. Now, Tracy Kyber, this is the same season uh, that over on Fox we had this kick ass, uh, you know, raven haired. Jewish bitch, basically, that character, uh, in Cuddy over on House. And Tracy Kyber was the equivalent, except in the Law and Order universe, she wasn't uh, being pushed around. She was the boss. She was the chief prosecutor on trial by jury. And that show took it all from the view of the prosecution, which was original, which, which hadn't been done before. And I, I really enjoyed seeing the character. She was played by B.B. Uh, Newworth, who was uh, Lilith, Frazier's wife and then ex-wife uh, on, on Cheers and on Frasier. Right? She, was, she was scary, right? And you really start to get a sense of, wow, if a prosecutor wants to go after you, there are some scary things that they can use. You know, they're not just waiting there for the cops to show up and say, okay, here's the case. You know, don't screw it up. Uh, and... I felt like it was a real shame that we didn't get to see more from her and that it was actually the harbinger of a lot of bad things that NBC did with the franchise uh, afterwards. Uh, but, you know, trial by jury was the first part of it where they, sh where they basically said, you know, you're, you're not getting the viewers that the original was in the late nineties. So, you know, we're just going to cancel you and not even air the last episode. So Tracy Kyber has my vote. Uh, vote for Tracy Kyber. Brian? Oh, yeah. Um, well, let's see. Both of these characters, not particularly memorable from their appearances on Law & Order, but they do have... Um, the actors themselves do, you know, carry a lot of weight. Um, Jubal Early, pretty freaky, pretty scary. Little Stern and Crane, really freaky, really scary. So based on um, the one, the outside non-law order character that I fear more, 
and the one that I would have to, you know, if I was going to choose to have sexual congress, the one I would choose, I would choose um, Jubal Early. No, nice try. Um, Lilith. So, plus it's Lilith. I'm going to vote for Lilith. Lilith, be, just the simple fact that Tracy Kyber is played by Lilith is going to get her at least one round of votes for me. Uh, vote for Tracy Kyber. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Dominic. Which one takes the win, brother? See, I was going to do the whole Lilith. You know, I'm going to vote because she's Lilith. But then he started talking and then he continued to talk. And the more he talked, the more I had the chance to look it up online. And I was like, trial by jury? Who the hell watched trial by jury? That's why I got canceled. I'm going to go with the brother with the flat top. That's what I'm, my vote goes to. And Rob... Oh, by the way, he was in 69 episodes, and that's another reason why I'm voting for him. 69. Uh, a vote for Paul Robinette, and Robinette is moving on to the next round. We are on. That's going to be a long one. No, no, no. I'm not going to do it, everyone. I promise. But this one is a, a special fight for me. It is Jack McCoy versus Robert Gorin, and I love Gorin. He's one of my favorite detectives. I, I love the shit out of him. Uh, I, I really did like Criminal Intent. And um, I want to vote for him. But it's Jack fucking McCoy. The character that single-handedly uh, crushed uh, civil liberties for people for a good 15 years. Uh, he's one of the greatest characters of all time. I love the shit out of Jack McCoy. And I love how he goes out. Uh, at his final appearance is Jack McCoy. I love that final moment. I'll I'll quit my goddamn job as the ADA and then I'll take I'll be with the families and sue you and the teachers union. I love the shit out of Jack McCoy. So I'm gonna vote for Jack McCoy. Yes he well this one for me was you know, I could have seen it going all the way, you know, if they weren't against each other in the first round. But for me it's still an easy vote because Gorin He's a very interesting character, but I don't really feel he brings out what's great about Law and Order, which is for the most part, these are characters that you could see encountering in real life. And Gorin is sort of, you know, like this crazy genius. He's, you know, it might be House or it might be Numbers. It might be uh, that new one with the guy from Will and Grace. Never mind. Anyway. It was, uh, it didn't seem real law and order to me. It just seemed to be, okay, here's the guy who knows every language and knows every science. That, that's not realistic. Law and order was always about the tough, you know, shoe leather work that cops and prosecutors do to put the bad guys away. And no one, you know, epitomized that more than Jack McCoy. He just, he builds the case. He just, he... He's not interested in doing anything else with his life, right? He's not, you know, trying to seek a higher office. He's not going into a private practice to make a lot of money. He just wants to put the bad guys away. And that's what Law and Order is all about. So, McCoy. Another vote for Jack McCoy. Brian. Okay, so let's let's. You know, before we, you know, get too far afield, let's just be perfectly honest. Robert Gorn is as close as you're going to get to to Batman on a primetime syndicated crime procedural drama. 
I mean, all you he's got the crazy, he's got the physical size. All he would have to do is dress up in a costume reminiscent of a creature of the night in order to strike fear into the hearts of criminals. And Goran would be fucking Batman. He's got crazy villains. You know, his villains are practically super villains, some of them. Um, and, and no, he is not realistic. And that's pretty much what I liked about Criminal Intent. And that's what I liked about Goran. The fact that this was the, the, the producers of Law and Order spin on that kind of super detective that you see in pretty much every other crime procedural drama. And because it was their spin, I think it was, you know, head and shoulders above most of the rest. However, Gorn is up against Jack McCoy. And to use another comic book analogy, he, 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 Jack McCoy would be the Captain America of law and order. He pretty much comes to stand for and represent everything that that show is is about its philosophy, its idea of criminal of crime, uh, de- excuse me, dealing with criminals. Its philosophy on the responsibility and the role of government and elected officials, and all of the most highbrow, um, sophisticated elements. All of uh, Dick Wolf's arguments about what the law is and what the law should be doing is represented by the character of Jack McCoy, and so you know. So we got basically it boils down to a battle between uh, Captain America and Batman. And, I, you know, unfortunately, in the first fight anyway, Captain America usually wins. So Captain America, that means Jack McCoy. Uh, vote for Jack McCoy. Uh, Dominic. I, I don't know. Um, Gordon was cool because I didn't really want to watch that show. But he made me watch that show because he was really good at it. And I was into it only because he would come up with some random ways to catch the villains. And like you said, the Batman analogy works. Jack McCoy, whenever he'd like start getting blustery and shaking his head, I was like, that is Law and Order. Jack McCoy is Law and Order. So if you don't like Jack McCoy, you don't like Law and Order. So, so I'm going to go with Jack McCoy. It's not even worth like going into a diatribe about it. Another vote for Jack McCoy and Josh. Um, you know, both really good characters. Uh, you know, uh, first few seasons of Criminal Intent were really well written, and then it just kind of went a little off the rails. And Gorn got a lot more uh, wacky than he was in the first couple seasons. Um, and Jack McCoy basically stayed the same. You know, just a, a full blown alcoholic with a thirst for justice. Uh, so I'm going to have to vote for Jack McCoy. And Jack McCoy wins in a clean sweep. On... <laughs> and you know, this is the first round, guys. You don't have to actually talk for hours about each one of these people. <laughs> even though... I would not disagree. There are literally hours about almost everybody on this list. But this next fight, that should be an easy one, because I hate one of these characters. It is Olivia Benson also known as Detective Vincent, versus ADA Alexandra Cabot. And Yussi, that one is yours. Well, I I think it's dangerous when you identify the uh, actor or actress too much with the character, but it really annoyed me the way Cabot is there and she's gone and she's there and she's gone. 
And one of the strengths of Benson, she has a lot, but one of her strengths is she's been there. I, I think she has the record for the you know detective who's been there the longest consecutive season. She is just relentless. And, you know, you couldn't ask for, for a better, uh, you know, better advocate in the special victims union. So Benson. A uh, vote for Benson. Uh, Brian. Okay. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Olivia Benson, because I, I still find, uh, Mariska Hargitay's breasts hypnotic even after 13 years. Uh, vote for boobs. Well, bigger boobs. Uh, Dominic. Are, are you there, Hello? Dominic? Did you die? No, I didn't die. Oh, okay. But if I did, this would be the episode. <laughs> um, I think I put ABA Cabot on the list, and I put her on the list probably because she was like the first person to come to mind when I thought of characters. Only because she was she married Bobby Flay, and I thought that was very interesting. <laughs> like in my uh, Law and Order, you know, knowledge, I was like, "Whoa, why did he marry her?" Interesting. Um, I like Olivia, but I don't like Olivia. But I have to vote for her because she's like she is SVU, and SVU is like the is the last thing holding up the torch for Law and Order right now. <laughs> so. I'll go with Olivia. I think she needs to like go on one of those Weight Watcher deals, but uh, she's all good. A vote for Olivia Benson. Uh, Josh. Uh, uh, she lost a lot. Benson. A vote for Benson because Cabot lost all the time, which is absolutely true. Uh, the ADAs <laughs> on uh, Law and Order SVU always lose. Josh pointed that out the other day to me. But Olivia Benson is the reason why I stopped watching Law and Order SVU. I can't fucking stand her. She's really annoying and whiny. She will be into the next round, which is fine. Uh, I. I like Cabot just a little bit more just because I don't have as much Cabot to actually get annoyed by. I, 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 seriously, if it wasn't for the fact that the, these last two seasons of Law & Order where they've kind of put her into a more of a support role as opposed to a lead and let the other characters kind of take over, there, there's no way I could watch Law & Order SVU at all. But I'm voting for Cabot. Benson is moving on. And we're on. So I might have to keep that up. <laughs> Uh, Brian, this one is yours. It is Elliot Stabler versus Odafin Tutu Ola, or also known as Finn Tutu Ola. God damn. These are two of my favorite characters on that show. Um, I love the fact that that Elliot was part of that whole are Olivia, Elliot and Olivia gonna fuck thing. And I like that fact about Finn, the fact that he really doesn't take any shit from anybody, including Elliot, who is, you know, the fact that he managed to stay on, that Elliot managed to stay on the police force for 13 years with the number of grievous bodily assaults he committed against perpetrators was amazing. Um, you know, I, I, I'm just going to throw something to Finn because he's probably going to go down to Elliot, but you know, I still, I still like them both a lot. 
a vote for Finn. Dominic. All right. Let me make sure the phone's not on mute. Okay. Um, I'm going to go that I love Finn and I love Elliot. Uh, I love Elliot because he has all these problems and he used to beat up on people. <laughs> and you'd always look at him and think he was going to beat up on somebody. Um, Finn is awesome because he's iced tea and, you know, iced tea's been on TV. And that gave us Ice Loves Cocoa and all that. And I like hot chocolate and all that stuff. Um, my favorite part, though, is that uh, I was watching an episode in the, in the last month. It was like the Christmas episode. And Finn is posted up on the corner, like hitting up the uh, the uh, the girl that works down in the uh, in the morgue. And it totally looked like they were about to hook up, except something happened with Finn's family. So I thought that was the, the coolest thing because Ice-T is still a Mac, even on Law & Order. So I'm going to vote for Finn because I did not like that episode of... Uh, of True Blood, where dude, dude, dude didn't even need to go to True Blood if that was what he was going to do. That was that was terrible, and uh, that's my geek spite on that part too. A um, vote for Finn. A vote for Finn, Josh. Um, it, they're both pretty fun characters. Like I like that Sabler's not afraid to rape a you know a dude, literally to get information from him, like in in the interrogation room. I'll just I'll just sodomize him until he gets the info. But um Ice T has a pretty funny Twitter where he tweets about playing Call of Duty and watching SDU reruns. So I'd vote for tw- uh for Finn. A vote for Tutuola? Oh yeah. this hurts he, his um you know his his Twitter is like seriously it's like reruns uh SVU on USA, watch him. That's like dedication to your craft. Uh, no People to watch marathons on USA. Oh, this this hurts me so bad because Elliot Stabler is the least stable person that has ever graced the stage of Law and Order. He has killed and beaten up more people than has ever been possibly necessary ever. He's the craziest character. The the fact that he has a badge and a gun for so long and he eventually kills a kid and they're like he's like, I'm not coming back. I'm done. I killed a kid. My, meanwhile, this is like the fifth kid he's killed. It's not like it's the first one. He's killed like five kids accidentally. And then he leaves the show after the fifth one. Uh, Elliot Stabler is great. Then Tutuola, okay, he was fine. But every now and again, it turns into too much of I, I, I'm iced tea. I, I'm a Mac. And that shit gets annoying. And then he's got his ex-wife and his gay son. And that shit gets annoying, too. Everything. I love the whole Stabler family. I love Stabler's wife. I love Stabler's two. Count them two crazy kids because Stabler's fucking crazy. I love the shit out of Stabler. I'm sad that Stabler's going to be going down, uh, but I am voting for Elliot Stabler and Yussie. You don't know any yeah, of them. Well, of that. Sorry? Go ahead, Yussie. Okay. Uh, so what's interesting about this is it's uh, Stabler, of course, is a Marine, right? We, we've all seen his tattoo, while uh, Finn is an Army man. Now, the interesting thing about that is that Ice-T actually was in the Army for five years, but, um, oh, what's his name? Maloney. Christopher Maloney was not, you know, that's just his acting. There's a reason for that. He can act. And Ice-T cannot. 
And I like Ice-T as everything, but as an actor, because he really can't. And they keep giving him so much backstory and so much stuff to do, as you mentioned, with the ex-wife and the, and the gay son and, and all of these different things. And he still he delivers every line for 14 seasons with the same you know, intonation and the same cadence. And so at the end of the day, you know, Stabler can make you believe that he's a crazy Marine who's driven crazy by this job. And I think that's also part of the reality of Law and Order, which is part of what makes it great. So uh, I'm voting Stabler. I'll vote. I'm, I'm changing my vote. Woo! <laughs> I, 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 I tried, but, but, you know, crazy Stabler killing people on top of his crazy slutty daughters on top of all the crazy that's Elliot has been one of my favorite parts of law and order SVU for as long as I've watched it. So I, I had to change my vote. I'm sorry. Whew. Elliot Stabler is moving on uh, to the <laughs> next round. Oh. By the way, uh, Ice-T has only been on 13 seasons. The first year had a different black person that looked kind of like Ice-T, but it was a lady. And then she went crazy and left. Uh, we're on to our next fight. Um, Dominic, this one is yours. It is Ricardo Morales versus Dr. Hong. Or is it Wong? It's Wong. Dr. Wong. Uh, Morales is from uh, Law & Order LA. Wong is from SVU. Wong is the gay dude, right? From, uh, from... He's the only Asian in all of Law & Order, so it's probably yeah. pretty easy. I think I put him on the list. I'm just, I'm just verifying that that's who it is. I was hoping that there were not two Asian dudes that I forgot. Um, Law and Order LA does not count. <laughs> In my mind, it goes up there with Trial by Jury. Um, I did like, isn't that the guy that used to be the ADA and then switched to be like a cop or something or the other way around or something? Yep. Y yeah, yeah. Either way, it doesn't matter. The Huang was... Uh, one of those staples that made Law and Order SVU, Law and Order SVU, is it, he had a special place because, like, when he was on, they would have all these mental patients, and they would all have to like he'd have to sign off on all of them. And I just thought that part was fascinating, so I'm going to go ahead and vote for Wong. Uh, doc for uh, vote for Doctor Wong, uh, and Special Agent Wong. He's FBI. Uh, Josh. Um, Congress. Is um he's a, he's a good character in that he's vaguely Hispanic and nine feet tall, so everyone he stands next to is um, pretty short. And um, Doctor Huang is a pretty he's he's like I don't know. I mean, if I had to pick like a guy to evaluate my crazy people, I probably would have picked like Skoda. He's a lot more easygoing, not paying people or. Um, you know, ready to go to prison. Huang seems to um, do a lot more of the whole, well, they're probably really crazy and we can't convict them kind of thing. And, you know, I'm all about giving them the chair and dipping the sponge on their head and then they're getting electrocuted. So, um, Morales. Oh, vote for Morales. I like that you called him vaguely Hispanic. Uh, you know, your, your phone is cutting in out a little bit, but... I did catch vaguely Hispanic and a giant. Uh, but uh, George Wong is the shit. I'm sorry. And I, and I like the fact that he always played the character gay. 
but it wasn't until like his sixth season or seventh season on there before he was like, oh no, I'm gay. You didn't know that? Like, it, and you go back and watch the earlier episodes, you know, he, he's still that he's still a gay guy. It's, it's pretty nice. Uh, but uh, I'm going to defend Law and Order LA because Law and Order LA had one of the the craziest episodes of all time with the um with the crazy religious white people that you thought were Christians cooking meth in their house and they ended up being Muslims and it was the craziest episode. It, I, I love the shit out of that one. Uh, so I'm going to vote for Ricardo Morales. Morales. Uh, Morales. Uh, yeah. Yossi? Well, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. D.D. Wong has uh, geek cred for Space Above and Beyond, right? Which was a short-lived uh, Fox show. I don't know if that qualifies which... as geek cred. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but actually, I, I agree that, that Skoda or even Olivet would be better because a lot of the times he was there, and he was a main cast member, which they had never done with a with a shrink before. I I was at a loss to see exactly why they needed him. You know, he always had that presence, and you know, he would explain things to them. But it always seemed to me, you know, you had a guy like Munch there with decades of experience. You know, didn't they know this stuff already? What sort of guy they were looking for, etc. And uh, I I was not. You know, while I enjoyed, I, I enjoy the the actor and the performance. I never felt it was a major character. On the other hand, Ricardo Morales, Law and Order L.A. was so wrong on so many levels. You know, this idea that NBC, instead of letting the mothership break the record, had to suddenly create a spinoff, which was you know very hastily put together and not well thought out, and so badly thought out, in fact, that they took they had Alfred Molina, who was a fantastic actor, you know, Dr. Octopus from Spider-Man 2, and they moved him from, you know, being an ADA to being a detective. But you know what? He managed to pull it off. He's that good. Like, you believe that he had this crisis of conscience, and he's like, I'm tired of sitting in courtrooms. I want to go out there and, and catch the bad guys. And that's why my vote is for uh, Ricardo Morales. Ricardo Morales gets another vote. Brian. Oh, hell yeah. I'm voting for Dr. Octopus. Plus, I really did like Law & Order LA. I really like the fact that the, the DA's office in LA and the LA show was the exact polar opposite of the DA's offices in the New York show, which was basically they were willing to kiss as much ass and such as much dick of anybody who had power or popularity as as they could and so they were often not in the forefront of 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 doing the right thing and which is why ricardo morales left plus um yeah uh what is it the guy i forgot his name already wong no not wong um the guy who played Alfred Molina, he's 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 actually like Spanish from Spain, so he's not vaguely Hispanic. He's Hispanic, and uh, I just and, and he's Doctor Octopus. So fuck everybody else. There you go. Uh, and uh, actually, he's just Spanish. He's not Hispanic. He's Spanish. Would that just be Spanish? Spanish. <laughs> but uh, Ricardo Morales is moving on. 
I, I don't know how many more times I can keep doing that, but we're on to our next fight. Josh, this one is yours. It is Nicole Wallace, uh, the the Joker to uh, Gorn's Batman from Criminal Intent versus Mike Logan. Mr. What was his name on on uh, Sex in the City? Mr. Mr. Big. Mr. Big on Sex in the City. But, yeah, Josh, that's um, yours. Okay. Um, so Nicole Wallace pretty well thought out character up until they filled off um, in what was one of the most um, embarrassing deaths in the history of any TV show ever. Um, Mike Hogan, pretty good character, punched a cop, then a spinoff movie, came back, um, and then left again. All in all, I'd have to vote for, for Mike Logan because he's, he's good. Uh, vote sure. for Mike Logan. Yeah, I like Mike Logan a lot. And and, and and because I think this is the last criminal intent character, I'm gonna do it right now. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do it because because uh this is one of the things that Josh you likes to laugh about all the time. So I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna tur- uh, ready? Welcome back, detective. <laughs> <laughs> there is a moment when Gorn and Eames comes back and there's somebody who shouts from off screen, Welcome back, detectives. Uh, and it's not acknowledged in the episode or anything, but that's exactly how it sounds. Uh, but I'm voting for Mike Logan because he's the shit. Um, Yossi. Well, I think uh, Logan actually punched a city councilman. And listen, Logan deserves it just for this fact. He communicated how much of a hole Staten Island is which would be repeated on uh, Rescue Me with uh, Dennis Leary. But I think that's very important. Law and Order is, for the most part, a New York show. And you need to realize that if you're stuck in Staten Island, you're going to do everything you can to get back to the real New York City. Logan. Welcome back, detectives. Vote for um, Mike Logan. Uh, Brian. Um... Okay, it's Mike Logan versus oh, uh, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, Chris Noth portrayed old manhood by even deeming to be on uh, Sex in the City. I hate Sex in the City so much it trumps all of my love for Law and Order. So I'm voting against him. A vote for the first female Q, Nicole Wallace. Uh, Dominic, I can't believe it. You, you made him vote for somebody else because you said that that statement about uh, Sex in the City, and you made me vote the other way because you just referenced Star Trek and Law and Order. Oh my god. Uh, I don't like Sex in the City, and I was going to vote against him, but reverse fight, I'm going to vote the other way now. So I'm voting for Mr. Big because uh, Mike Logan was apparently a bad cop or accused bad cop, or I, I didn't watch those episodes. But they seemed interesting, and everybody was into that time. And then he left, and then we moved on. So I'm going to vote for Mike Logan, but not for Maul. Uh, vote for Mike Logan. And okay. we are on to our next fight. It is uh, Lenny Briscoe versus Elizabeth Rogers. Uh, I, I think that's one of the uh, medical people, right? Elizabeth Rogers, isn't she one of the Emmys? Yeah. yeah. She's the, she's the one that you that was on the longest but you probably don't recognize 
recognize her because not, I think she was on a couple of different series. She would come in from time to time. She's the white one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's I, I knew who she is. Uh, it doesn't matter because it's fucking Briscoe, goddammit, with the, the inappropriate joke over a dead body to start the fucking episode. Uh, I've got to go with Lenny Briscoe. Uh, Yussi. Yeah, it's got to be Briscoe. I mean, I, I realize I put a lot of New York Jews on this list. Uh, but, uh, you know, this one, which uh, I think someone else put on the list, uh, it's just, you know, he manages to get that real sense of, you know, that that detective who just he comes in every day, does his job, catches the bad guys. You know, they threw in some character development with what happened with his daughter. And that was heartbreaking. And this is a guy. I know we don't love trial by jury here, but he showed up for that show literally dying of cancer because he was that dedicated to the character. Uh, so uh, definitely going with Briscoe. Uh, vote for Lenny Briscoe. Brian. Yeah, Lenny fucking Briscoe. Dominic. Yeah. I think uh, I'm going to vote for Briscoe because I think that was the first character that probably on, on any show that I can think of off the top of my head that they died and I was like, like, oh, that shit's not going to be the same anymore. Or when I watch those episodes, I'm going to get choked up when I watch them. Usually I forget that the person died. Um, so Briscoe was a big deal. He was like part of, you know, whatever night that Law & Order came on for me. So part of the family. A vote for Briscoe. Josh, is it a clean sweep? If it was anybody else versus, uh, you know, versus uh, versus Rogers, probably still vote for Rogers. But Lenny, he's a good guy. There's fun time. A good guy, and he said, and I quote, his lodge stopped ticking when he took a licking. And then Detective Curtis frowned at him. So I'm voting for Lenny Briscoe. A vote for Lenny Briscoe. And doing that now. Uh, Lenny Briscoe is moving on into the next round. We're at our first unknown fight of the afternoon. Uh, Yussi, this one is yours. It is Judge Line, what, Carlin from the episode Judge Dredd, which I'm pretty sure that's uh, Susie Quirtson, right? Isn't that her name? I believe so. Yeah, and she, she plays a horribly evil judge. Uh, I, I do remember the episode. Versus Jared's pick, uh, we've already mentioned her name once before. It is Dr. Elizabeth Olivet. Ooh. Okay. Well, I'm sure all the geeks out there remember Olivet on that uh, Binar episode of uh, Next Generation. She was uh, hitting on Riker on the holodeck. And, you know, more importantly, she was really an institution. And I get that, you know, we want to put some villains on this list, but still, a one-episode villain doesn't quite measure up to Olivet. So she's got my vote. A vote for Olivet. Brian? Uh, I'll, uh, Olivet always bored the hell out of me, so I'll vote for the other one. A vote for Judge Dredd. Dominic? 
I'm gonna double up his vote because that's so same reason I think it. So who are you voting for? Same person you voted for because I did not. She looks boring. A vote for Judge Dredd, then. Uh, Josh? Um, that, you know, you may say it's like a one-episode-only kind of character or whatever, but that judge was just so fucking flabbergasting. And so just out of the Law & Order universe entirely, and how just, like, awful and evil she was. Like, none of the other characters believed she existed, and that's what made it such an awesome episode that sticks out to me. Like the fucking ADAs are like, what the fuck? The detectives are like, oh my god, bitch. And then in the end, it didn't even matter. But you're voting for Judge Dredd? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Judge Dredd, uh, for those, uh, when I when I say what she did, you, I think most people remember it because it is a pretty hardcore episode. Uh, she was sentencing kids to like hard prison time in some weird institution so she could get a kickback and she kept doing it and there was i think it wasn't elliot no it wasn't elliot's kid it was it was somebody's kid or something like that that got sentenced and everybody was like what the fuck are you doing she pleaded out yeah i know she pleaded out but she's guilty and and like horrible shit kept happening uh it took a lot to to take her down and uh i'm but yeah i'm still voting for uh judge uh, carlin because I, I actually did like that episode a lot and uh, sorry, Olivet, you're losing. Well, I remember now that you mention it, and I'm I'm changing my vote. Yeah, nope. you're right. Yeah. I forgot that. Yeah, she was fucking hardcore. <laughs> uh, but uh, Judge Carlin is moving on. We're on to our next fight, Brian. This one is yours. It is Mark Ellis from Law and Order UK. Is that Apollo? That's not Apollo. Matt Devlin is Apollo. Yeah, that's the guy who killed Apollo. This is the guy. The guy who killed Apollo. He didn't kill yeah. Apollo. Yeah, uh, yeah. Versus Dr. Emil Scota. Scota. Oh, well, I put this guy, I put Mark Ellis on the list because, and I don't know if anybody's actually seen the episode. This guy is probably one of the biggest pieces of crap that has ever appeared on an episode of Law and Order anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. He's just, he's a drug dealer who um, recruits juveniles to work in his organization. And the reason he gets brought up on charges is because he's got two little kids who are best friends working for him. And he tells one little kid that he has to shoot the other little kid because he doesn't think that the other little kid has the heart to stay in the drug game. And so this other little kid basically winds up trying to murder his best friend and then accidentally winds up randomly murdering somebody else because he misses and the bullet flies through a wall and kills somebody who's sleeping in his bed. And 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 her in in a bed and 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 like the the his daughter or his wife or whoever no the husband of the woman who gets killed almost gets sent to prison because they because he's an alcoholic and and they think that he just came home and, and murdered her because he's a fucking brutal alcoholic. And all of this is going on because of this Mark Ellis character, and he gives less than a fuck about anybody. It's obvious he gives less than a fuck. Totally and completely less than a fuck. And because he's portrayed so evilly and and destroys so many lives in one episode, 
Oh, that's right. And he and, and he doesn't kill Apollo. That's right. But somebody else who he fucked over 10 years down the line winds up trying to kill him and winds up killing Apollo. So not only does he just fuck over all these people in this one episode, but then because he's such a piece of shit, Apollo winds up getting killed on the show. He's he's he, oh man, he's awful. Awful. So I, he gets my vote. I know who you're talking about, bro. Yeah, I, I, I remember him now. Uh Dominic. Who are the people? <laughs> it is Mark Ellis from Law and Order UK, bad guy from UK, versus Emil Skoda, Dr. Skoda. Oh, well, I'm going to vote for uh, J. Jonah Jameson because I remember he was awesome. I don't know, maybe because my sister has a doctorate in psychology. I was all into like the analysis of people and the criminals and all that stuff. So that was the part that I paid attention to. So I like all the damn analysis people. And I think he was exceptionally mean to the people and was willing to do shady shit to get people, uh, you know, locked up. So I'm voting for J. Jonah. Uh, vote for Skoda. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. We lost Josh for a, for a second. Uh, hopefully he'll be back. Mike's going to tie break if there are any. Uh, but we are still in uh, Mark Ellis versus Emil Skoda. Uh, it comes to me. It's Skoda, goddammit. Uh, don't get me wrong. I like Mark Ellis. But uh, almost every UK story, fuck that. Every UK story is a rehash of Law & Order stories. Uh, that was a Law & Order episode. I, I don't remember who the original bad guy was. But his name, you know, it, it, they did mash, uh, mash the two episodes together. With that and uh, the Law & Order LA episode where they kill that one dude. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's Emil Skoda. Skoda all day long. Uh, Yessi. I'm pretty sure it's Brian who said that um, we thought that Mark Ellis killed Devlin, right? But he didn't. So at the end of the day, he's a scumbag, but there are a lot of scumbags on Law and Order. And, uh, you know, it hurts me because my father, whom I will cite later, his first name is Ellis. He's the only white guy in New York whose first name is Ellis. And his middle name is Mark. But at the end of the day, Skoda, that's J.K. Simmons. He's one of the best character actors of this generation. And he gives that, that tiny bit of humor that we often need in a Law and Order episode. So, uh, Skoda all the way. And Skoda takes Skoda takes the win. Um, uh, yeah, we're on to our next fight. Dominic, this one is yours. It is the man, the myth, the legend, Michael Cutter versus Detective Tony Profaci, right? Isn't that how you say his name? Profaci? I'm excited That's because it. I you call them the man, the myth, the legend, and and uh, I think Michael Cutter is special. I think Michael Cutter should have been like Jack McCoy's territory. He should have had like a ten-year career playing that character. He was he was knocking balls out of the park with that character. Every time he would go up against Jack McCoy, I would just go, "Man, I love the show." <laughs> I don't know why. I just love the way he played that character. He just had like a a sense of. Uh, 
I don't know. I don't even know how to, how to put it. He was just very, very good at playing that character. I don't even know who the other dude is, but I know that Michael Cutter was awesome at, at the end of a great show that got canceled too early. A uh, vote for Michael Cutter. Yeah, the the. So uh, Jack McCoy had to follow Ben. What was the fucking what, what? What was that guy's name? Ben. It was Ben something. I know that much. I don't remember the first name. Ben Stone. Ben Stone. And the first ADA was okay. And then you had like fifteen years of Jack McCoy just kicking ass and then jack mccoy gets boosted up to the 80 the, the uh, district attorney because uh what's his name wanted to run for president <laughs> so you've got somebody who has to step in for and replace jack mccoy and it's like how the fuck do you replace jack mccoy because he is he is law and order he is fucking amazing and they bring out michael cutter in the first like three episodes cutter is so wrong that he's awesome. Like you thought Jack McCoy crushed civil liberties for people. Michael Cutter was like breaking the law to put actual criminals in jail. But it's one of those things where it's like, wait a minute, if they use that as a precedent, they can really fuck people over later. And Michael Cutter was all about fucking people over. So I'm going to vote for Michael Cutter. Uh, Yussi. Well, I, I will give law and order credit for uh, Profaci who ended up being the bad guy. I think in the uh, exiled, TV movie with Logan, uh, because you know this was this was a guy who was in the background of like you know seventy episodes or something like that, and then suddenly he turns out to be a, a major character. He turns out to be a villain, a, a cop on the take. That's pretty amazing. But going against Cutter, uh, I'm pretty sure that except for UK, we don't have anyone from the 21st century. We don't have anyone from after 2000 and, uh, Michael Cutter. I, you know, uh, maybe, uh, Jeremy Sisto could have been in, in, in this slot, but I really don't feel that at the end of season 20 law and order just ran out of gas. I thought Cutter was a great character. And, uh, Damon said, you know, you saw him interact with McCoy. We're so used to McCoy being the guy who's like going too far and the DA has to rein him in. And then suddenly McCoy is the DA and he's trying to rein Cutter in. And with his baseball bat, it could have been ridiculous. He pulled it off and he's a Brit. Linus Roach, Roche, something like that. It, but he pulled that character off. Cutter, definitely. A uh, vote for, uh, what, what's that movie? Um, Chronicles of Riddick. Uh, Lionel, <laughs> never mind. I'm sorry. A vote for Michael Cutter. Uh, and uh, Brian. Um, yeah, I'm voting for uh, Michael Cutter. Not only because he was a complete dick, he was complete dick and all. He, he it came, became very obvious very quickly. Most of what he cared about was winning. You know, the law, whatever. You know, it's like, oh, well, you know what? I can't. I can't, I can't uh, win this case, but he killed a room full of babies. I don't have enough evidence. Can't win it. Oh, well, that was his attitude when he started. And, 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 you know, by the end you see the character actually growing and he's, and he's pretty much willing to do anything it takes to, to win a case. Plus the character, the actor's name is Linus Roach. What a fucked up name. 
I love that name. As a matter of fact, I would get a little squeal of glee every time I would watch the credits and they'd say, oh, look, Linus Roach. Because <laughs> the name is so stupid and fucked up. So I uh, vote for Cutter. And Cutter takes the win. Cutter is moving on to the next round. And fight. Josh is not back yet. So it's going to fall to me. But it's John Munch versus Michael Dobson, which is a serial killer. But I don't remember this serial killer whatsoever. I, the name is slightly familiar, but it doesn't give. I, I, it doesn't matter whatsoever. It is John Munch. Holy shit! I just thought of. Oh god. Okay, I'm voting for John Munch now. Uh, but I can be swayed, and I did think of some some horrible geek logic that I. Oh god damn it! I, I don't want to say it. I'm going to say it right now. God damn it! Even though I love the shit out of John Munch. I actually can't vote for John Munch. I love the shit out of John Munch, but John Munch is not a law and order character. He is a homicide life on the streets character. Uh, Michael Dobson, whoever he is, is actually a character from law and order. Yeah. John Munch is from homicide life on the streets. He, he transferred to law and order SVU. Uh, That hurts me. He was on both. He was on both. You can't, you can't do that. Yeah, but he was, he, on he was on Homicide like four years before he ever set foot on a set for Law & Order. Uh, so, yeah. God damn it. I'm voting for this serial killer. Uh, Yussi. Okay, if you can't remember him, th- this was one of the most awesome things that has ever happened to me in a geek fight, which sounds pretty grandiose considering this is only my third. But I couldn't remember the name, so I didn't put him on. And then someone else put him on. Uh, Michael Dobson is Larry Miller as this comedy club owner who basically kills his wife. And Stone uh, can't get him. He can't nail him. And at one point, he's like, um, you know, well, we need to retrieve the bullet. Well, to retrieve the bullet, that will be very dangerous. And it might kill the, uh, you know... His wife would have been shot at that point. She wasn't dead. She was in a coma or whatever. And he's like, well, who cares? We're going to get a court order. And it kills her. And he's like, amend it. Now it's murder. And that is so freaking awesome. And uh, so we've got Larry Miller, a comic, uh, going against Richard Belzer, a comic. But at the end of the day, Munch, how far did he go on Best Detective? Pretty he far. Pretty he, far. Went, he went pretty far, right. And uh, it's so hard to have them against each other. But at the, at the end of the day, Michael Dobson was in that original episode. Then I think he came back uh, two seasons later. And an awesome guy. Check out the episode. But I still got to go with Munch because he's just, you know... He, he also played uh, Inspector Henderson on The Adventures of Lois and Clark. He's just an amazing uh, character, whether it's, you know, John Munch in Homicide or John Munch on SVU. And they don't quite match up. Like, it's not clear. Did he grow up in Baltimore? Did he grow up in New York? I'm still going to give him my vote, Munch. Uh, vote for Johnny Munch. Um... Brian. Okay, I was the guy who put Michael Dobson on here because um, because of all the things that you said, but also because Larry Miller's portrayal of this guy 
he was also just a complete dick. He was like, ha ha, I'm smarter than you. Can't catch me. Nana, nana, nana. I'm not nice to anybody. Not nice to anybody. Anybody. Oh, wait a second. You think you got something on me? Well, let me kiss your ass for a second. Oops. Uh-uh. Fooled you. I hate you. He was one of those kind of guys. And he did such, you know, he, he did, an, he, you really hated him by the end of his episode. And here's the thing. He got away. He got away. In most, in most situations, you would have an actor, you know, in most shows, you would have an actor who would portray a character who was so unlikable. And this guy was really, truly unlikable. But he, if somebody else portrayed a character who was this unlikable on any other show, they would have, you know, found some way to make sure he went to jail at the end of that hour episode. And in Love's Law and Order, they didn't. They, you know, this guy got away with it. And that's one of the things that makes Law and Order great. Sometimes the guys that you know did it can still get away with it because it's how things work in the legal system. Um, and so I and so because this character represents more about what makes law and order great. I'm going to give him my vote. Munch is a great character and I love Munch, but Munch isn't law and order specific. He's just a great character. He's been on a bunch of great shows. He was on all these different shows and that's cool, but that's more about what makes Richard Belzer cool. Richard Belzer is so cool that a character that he played on a show that got canceled, people want to put him on all these other shows. And so Munch has appeared on all these other shows. This is what we're talking about, the best law and order character. Okay, so kind of what Damon said, Munch is not technically a law and order character. And the fact that he's great doesn't really have a whole lot to do with law and order. Michael Dobson is great and he's totally 100 percent law and order. And he represents about what makes law and order a show that was so great that it's lasted as long as it had and had as many spinoffs as it did even the ones that failed. So Michael Dobson. A vote for Michael Dobson and Dominic. You're muted, Dominic. Or dead. Thanks. I, I, I really tried to find Michael Dobson. I looked a lot. There's this dude named Michael Dobson that was on Dragon Ball Z and Gundam and G.I. Joe's Spy Troops, the movie, and Bobby of Swan Lake and uh, Transformers and Marta. Um, you have to look for under, under the actor Larry Miller is the actor no, playing him. Much, and it should pop so, I'm going to vote for Munch because Munch is Law and Order, as far as I know. I, I mean, I understand he was on Homicide, but it had to come up in your brain because Homicide was only on for two seasons, not even a full two seasons. Um, and that character was so cool that they moved it over and stole it and made it their own. Um, I'd forgotten that he was on another show because he was so ingrained into this show. He's part of SBU and I liked it when they made him be in charge for a long time on, on SBU and, uh, he hated the job and, um, I don't know. I just like his little weird facts and his little, uh, 
conspiracy theories. Munch is an awesome character. And he make he, he he rounds out the cast of Law and Order. He always does. A vote for Munch. It is all tied up. We don't have Josh at the moment. That means Mr. Ortiz is gonna have to break the tie. Wait. Munch. Oh, a vote for Munch. Harry voted. Harry voted. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> He said no, much. Well, but, you, but you said much. I know, but oh, you're, you're switching. Right. Yeah, I'm switching. Oh, well, then we don't need you, Mike. <laughs> All right, I still vote for much. What, what, what just happened? Uh, yeah, yes, yes, he just switched his vote. Michael Dobson is on into the next round. Sorry, John Munch. I love you to death. Woo! Uh, <laughs> I switched my vote. Oh, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't make any difference. You just pile on to the Michael Dobson train. No, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> uh, it, when you look back and you actually see who it is, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that character. Uh, but we're on to our next fight. It is Adam Schiff versus ADA Casey Novak. Uh, of all the ADAs that lost shit, Casey Novak lost them in spectacular form. She also has one of the distinctions of a lot of people who are on later Law and Order series. She was a, she a, a was the one that was a whore. She was a criminal on on an earlier she episode. Was a hooker. She, she was she, a hooker. She wasn't a hooker. She was a rich chick. She who, no, she was a rich was chick. No, she was the rich oh. chick who liked to choke herself while while eating out her friends. You don't remember that episode? I do now. Yeah, she was what? Like she didn't. She didn't kill anybody. Like somebody else killed somebody. But she. She was. She was the choker. She was the one that liked autoerotic asphyxiation, and she liked to eat out her friends, and uh, that was awesome. But Adam Schiff, the the actor, has actually appeared on Law and Order after he left Law and Order, which I thought was crazy. Like he's one of the very few that has appeared as like just a guy. Which is like, how the fuck do you have Adam Schiff on an episode and nobody notices him? Because he's not Adam Schiff. Um, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna vote for. I think I'm gonna vote for Novak just because you know that whole choking thing. It's kind of creepy and hot. Uh, Yussi. Okay, we all know that Law and Order rips stories, episodes from the headlines. But here's a guy who was ripped from the headlines: Adam Schiff. He's based on Morgenthau, who was the, I mean, it's insane. He was the DA for New York County, i.e. Manhattan, for on and off for 50 years. It's absolutely insane. You know, he first held that position under Kennedy, and he just left it uh, recently. And that's the character that Adam Schiff was portraying um, well, I should say Stephen Hill was portraying as Adam Schiff. And Stephen Hill was the original uh, Mission Impossible leader. And then he decided that, uh, you know, in order to keep his uh, observe the Sabbath as, uh, as an Orthodox Jew, he couldn't stay. And Peter Graves took his uh, place. And, of course, he ended up in the movie with Tom Cruise. But Adam Schiff is just he, he's just an amazing character. What he says through the way he puts on his hat, through the way he presses the elevator button. It's just amazing. And, and you know, this is one of the most populous counties in the U.S. With all of these crimes going on, rich people, poor people, 
And he managed to, uh, you know, portray that, to crystallize that. I got to go with Schiff. Uh, vote for Adam Schiff. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm switching my vote back to Schiff because I didn't know that little bit of history about him. Brian? Um, Schiff all the way. I just recently saw an episode where he finds out that a buddy of his who he's known for years is a, on a, as a judge, a sitting judge, is taking a bribe. And there's a scene where they're in the interrogation room and the judge is there with his lawyer and the lawyer starts going through the lawyer stuff and Schiff is sitting there looking through the glass and he just walks in and he says, go. He turns to the lawyer and says, go. Send send your lawyer out. And the lawyer, and he said, and the guy sends his lawyer out and then he turns through the glass and says, turn it off. And they turn off and, and, so then he sits down and has a real conversation with this guy and he just reads him the right act up and down. And Adam Schiff is normally Mr. Play the politics, Mr. Do this, this, that, and the other. And just in a, in a, and he just flips and it's like, look, this is right. This is wrong. It was an amazing portrayal. It was a great multi-layered, multi-faceted lasagna type of character. And it was just one of the things I look forward to for many, many years. So. Adam Schiff. Uh, vote for Adam Schiff and Dominic. Uh, I guess I'm the only one, so I'll just go ahead and vote for Casey, Casey Novak and watch her go down in a Thor-style pyre of flames. It wasn't a pile of flames. I voted for her for a second, you know, because she'd like to choke herself and you, eat out of friends. You're, you're, you're very flip-floppy today. Okay. I, uh, I am. But but Adam Schiff is a lot better. And Adam Schiff is moving on into the next round. We are... Uh, Yussi, this one is yours. It is brother against sister. I don't know who made up these goddamn brackets. It's Ed Green versus Alicia Phillips. And Yussi, that one is yours. Okay, I gotta be uh, honest here. Alicia Phillips is hot, but Ed Green is so smooth. I watched him. Perhaps this is to my, you know, eternal shame, but on Ally McBeal. And he was a doctor and I was, you know, I kept thinking you can do so much better. You are so together. You are so smooth. Why are you wasting your time with this crazy white and then he gets to Law and Order, and I'm like, "Wow, this is it! This he, he is the fiber that connects Briscoe, you know, and all of the uh, uh, earlier partners with, you know, what the series ultimately uh, concludes with." I just think that uh, you know Ed Green he pulls it off. I think it was total BS that it still bothers me all these years later that confession that they. Throughout, because he was, I believe he was talking to a 14 year old girl and he just basically like overwhelmed her with his charm. Ed Green, all the way. Uh, vote for Ed Green, Brian. Okay, so then we've got um, the uh, Ed Green, who I forgot what the actor's name who played him, but he's most famous for being in Rent outside of Law and Order. And then we've got Alicia, 
who's most famous for being a companion of Doctor Who. Um, she's also on the Carrie Diaries. Yeah, but she's also most famous for being a companion of Doctor Who. And you know what? Okay. I, I, I hate theater. I don't hate theater, but I hate Broadway. And I don't even really hate Broadway. I hate fucking Rent. I fucking hate Rent. I can't stand Rent. So this taint of Rent taints anything associated with it, while the taint of Doctor Who raises anything associated with it to a brand new level. So therefore, my vote goes for Alicia, who is also smoking fucking hot. 500, 6,600 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic. I've, I've, I've been drinking. I've stopped doing shit like that. Um, Alicia Phillips wins because basically what he was saying, because um, the fact that he, he kind of killed Law and Order, if you think about it. Like, Law and Order was hitting on full cylinders when he was on the show. Like, when he was a detective... Everybody was watching it. It was like one of those top shows at 10 o'clock, which is unheard of now. And he decided he wanted to go be on rent. And he left. And then everything started to spiral out of control because they had to make up the story and make up new detectives. And then the dude from Guys with Kids came on and the dude from Suburgatory came on. I'm just saying, all that shit happened after he left rent. He left for rent. Like, Rant was, like, the thing that killed Law and Order. It just kind of spiraled out of control after that, if you think about it. Yeah. And it just I, I'm just saying, you know, like, it was all, everybody wanted to be on Law and Order. And he left Law and Order, and then everybody was like, oh, well, I don't want to be on Law and Order anymore either. And then it just stopped being cool. Um, And she was a companion, and she turned down the doctor and, you know, said, I'm leaving because I'm sick of this shit. And she's awesome. I, I, She's hot as hell, and I don't. I can't watch them wear wigs, so I can't really watch that show. But uh, I'm pretty sure she's awesome on it. I'm gonna vote for her. A vote for Martha. Yeah, I'm just gonna call her Martha because that's what you're fucking that's, voting. That's why for. I'm voting for. Her. Yes, she's Martha. Um. Yeah. Ed Green was gone for, like he said, just a few episodes. And then he went on for another like four years after that. So I'm not gonna chalk that up to <laughs> uh, rent. Uh, Ed Green, Ed Green is an amazing <laughs> character. Uh, the the downfall of Law and Order was actually Jay fucking Leno wanting to have a ten o'clock show. Uh, he, otherwise, well, suspect that you know that he, he he left for Rent and you know the whole story. <laughs> oh yeah, he left for Rent for just a few episodes, uh, and he was Jay actually Leno fired on- my uncle. What? So you know, what'd you say? Jay Leno fired my uncle. Oh, Jay Leno fired his uncle. I don't I don't know what that has to do with this argument. <laughs> But Ed Green, Ed Green does. He's the connective tissue. He is. He because he starts out with Lenny Briscoe, and then he becomes the Lenny Briscoe of the show. Uh, I love the shit out of Ed Green because he he starts out as a young detective working with the older cop who still carried a six shooter. I don't know why. And then he moves all, along, you know, grabbing new partners. Some people stuck for a while. Some people didn't. And then he ends with Lupo. Lupo comes in and, and, and there's a new dynamic. But it was one of those things where I, I love the shit out of Ed Green. Ed Green made that show for a very long time. Uh, don't get me wrong. Martha is hot, but uh, she's got two and a half seasons of being a third tier character on uh, Law and Order UK. Whereas Ed Green was 
the 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 other guy. It was Ed Green mm-hmm. and somebody else. So yeah, I'm I'm voting for him. And he brought in the white women. Yeah, he did. He he banged a lot of tricks. Elena Govich. Changing my voice. Changing my vote. Oh, good. Ed Green is on into the next. We are. <laughs> Brian, this one is yours. It is Anita Van Buren versus Captain Don Cragen. This is fucked up. Yeah, and it's not hard for me because, you know, Anita Van Buren was the show for me. I love that character. I like Cragen now. Cragen has moved into the Van Buren slot now that there is no Van Buren on the show. But yeah, plus she was Reba the male lady, so she was like the only sane person on Pee Wee. So, oh, and I used to work with her sister. So there you go. I'm voting for uh, Esapetha Murkison as Anita Van Buren. Uh, vote for Van Buren, Dominic. I would have voted for Van Buren if she wasn't against uh, Captain Cragen. Captain Cragen was pretty awesome. Uh, he got caught with hookers and and dope this year. That was a pretty awesome way to start the season. And uh, he was on Law & Order. That was awesome, awesome. I, I think that was the best part about him for the longest time was that he used to be on Law & Order. And it just always tripped me out that he used to be on Law & Order and he was on Law & Order now. Um, I don't... I just felt like they gave Anita Van Buren that job and expected her not to come out of her office and then she kept coming out of her office and they kept giving her scenes and then eventually she became cool because I don't remember anything she said and she was always like she never really seemed like she did any police work and so why was she the boss but um, I'm going to go with Captain Cragen because uh, I thought the character was really cool a vote for Captain Cragen the character that went from being a murder cop but he he didn't want to do that anymore because he didn't like dealing with the dead bodies and the, the horrible things that he could see. And he decided, instead of dealing with murder, he decided to go to rape <laughs> and sexual violence and things like that. Because it's so much easier to deal with live people and, you know, talking about how they raped a kid. Like, wait, what? His move doesn't make any sense when, when you actually go back and watch why he leaves. He leaves because he doesn't want to deal with any of the murder anymore. He, he's tired of it. Which to me says, okay, become a captain who has to deal with, you know, uh, what do you call that? Drugs or, uh, or, or, or robbery or, or, you know, petty theft. Something there you don't have to deal with the, the horrible realization that people can be ruined and murder and stuff like that. But no, he goes to something that I think emotionally is way worse. And then you've got uh, Van Buren who uh, had cancer. And I think this is the two Michigan people fight that... Uh, uh, yes, he was talking about because uh, while uh, Brian, you you worked with her sister. Is that what you said? I used to. Uh, her sister uh, taught in the Detroit public school system for a yeah. long time. My mom went to school with her. So, yeah, she knows Van Buren. So I'm voting for Van Buren as well. And Dan uh, Florek is from like Canton or something like that. OK. Uh, Yussie. Absolutely Smurfly. One is from Flat Rock and one's from Saginaw. So th- those are the two Michiganders. To be honest, this was the one that was the most difficult for me because at first I thought, okay, Cragen, because he's got these crazy, he's got Stabler, he's got, you know, a Munch who's a crazy conspiracy guy. He has the most difficult job because he manages to keep them all in line. And then I remembered 
How many people have been killed, stabbed, shot in the SVU uh, squad room? That stuff does not happen in Van Buren's uh, squad room. She is in charge. She is the, the no-drama mama. She is, you know, the lieutenant. And she manages to do that and to uh, remain there. I realize it's now, uh, I believe, tied 17 years, Craig and 17 years Van Buren, but she takes it. Because at the, uh, at the end of the day, you bring drama into her squad room, you're gone. And Cragen is like, eh, you know, he, he's there. He's, he's, he's very tolerant. Oh, you have a gambling problem. You have an alcoholism problem. You have a violence problem. Yeah, okay, so we'll, we'll work with that. And Van Buren says, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to tolerate that. I'm going to make sure that uh, we have law and order in our squad room. So, Anita. And Anita Van Buren is into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Dominic, this one is yours. It is Detective Sergeant Matt Devlin, also known as Apollo, versus Mark Ford Brady from Endgame, but I don't remember who that is. And because of that, I'm going to vote for Apollo because we're still in the first round. All right. Uh, Yeah, I really don't remember Mark Ford Brady, so I'm going to go with uh, Matt Devlin. Uh, Yussie? I had to look that up on the wiki. I didn't know who he was. And uh, Mark Ford Brady being Garn's father is pretty awesome. But Matt Devlin, I mean, he's pretty sexy. And I'm, you know, I'm straight. But if it was Apollo asking, I don't know if I'd say no. And he is, I mean, he falls in the line of duty. And how can we not honor that? So, Devlin. Another vote for Devlin and Brian. I'm going to vote for um, Devlin just because it was, you know, very creepy for me just to be, um, have it reinforced every week that uh, Jamie Bamber is actually a Brit after watching him for years as Apollo speaking with a pretty, pretty flawless American accent. I think he's Australian. <laughs> okay. Well, it makes him British, not English. So. Yeah. British. But I'm pretty sure he's Australian. He's but, a uh, Matt Devlin is moving on. And we're at the last fight of the first round. It's the other unknown. And uh, nobody did this one. It was me. because Mike, do you have an unknown? Uh, John Munch. John, Mike knows nobody in Law and Order. He doesn't like uh, procedurals. Um, so it came down to me to make something up, and it's uh, Doctor Melinda Warner, or what is it Warner? Warner versus uh, somebody we've actually mentioned a couple times in this episode, Detective Cyrus Lupo, 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 Lupo. And uh, we'll start with you, Yussi. Wow. You, you really uh, surprised me by uh, pulling Lupo out of there. I, I, I resented the way Warner, or more accurately, the actress uh, portraying uh, Warner, tried to force herself into the main credits. It's like, okay, you're an important part. Be grateful that you're on a show where you get regular work. 
and don't force yourself into you know the, the main credits. You you don't belong there. And she started showing up like when they were pursuing uh, suspects and all sorts of strange things. Cyrus Lupo, uh, he's pretty interesting. You know, he he was in uh, NYPD intelligence. I know here in Israel we've got a bunch of NYPD intelligence, and he's he's a pretty awesome character. And if you followed him to Suborgatory, which ha- also has uh, Tudyk from uh, Firefly, Alan Tudyk, um, it's really worth it. So I'm going to go with Lupo. Uh, vote for Lupo, Brian. Yeah, um, I'm voting for. Uh... Um, what is it? Emmy Warner. Um, not just because I like her character better, but Lupo killed Law and Order. Him and uh, Anthony Edwards. So there you go. What? Uh, Dominic. Just Anthony Edwards. Do you see more? Oh, I, thought you wanted, I thought you wanted to tell me something. I was waiting for you to finish the sentence. No, no. Uh. Uh. Lupo did kill Law and Order. It's a fact. It went off. Like, died. Like, like I liked those episodes. I was enjoying it. But nobody was watching it. Because <laughs> they were waiting for him to crack a joke. And he barely did. He would crack a joke and it wouldn't work. And uh, Lupo uh, was coming off of killing another show called The Kidnapping or something. I can't remember. Lupo was always killing shows. Whatever show he was on, that character, that actor was killing every show he was on. He was, like, on four shows. Killed them all. Then he was on Law and Order. Killed Law and Order. And then he gets to Purgatory. Now he's stuck. What's that all about? Uh, Warner's hot. She was good at her job. And like any, you know, uh, proud black woman, she wanted her name to be recognized because she was on the damn show. <laughs> Probably years. It was getting no recognition. Preach. Come on. It's okay. Fight for your rights, party. You know, if I was an actor and my name wasn't in the credits and I was on the show every episode for the last 24, 34 episodes, I'd be pissed off too. So, you know, you do what you got to do. I'm voting for Warner. A vote for Warner. Lupo didn't kill the goddamn show. Goddamn Jay Leno killed the show, along with Southland and anything else that came on at 10 o'clock at night on NBC. It is Jay Leno's fault. Let's not forget that. Jay Leno. Leno did preach, it. Preach, my brother. It is Leno. Uh, Lupo, for the four seasons that he was on, he had a hell of a character arc. He had a hell of a backstory. It started out with his brother uh, killing himself in his, an assisted suicide story. I love the shit out of Lupo. Lupo's one of my favorites. And I don't believe that Warner ever played Batman because fucking Jeremy Sisto was Batman in the goddamn Brave New World animated movie, and he did a fucking fabulous job. I'm voting for Lupo, and he is great. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Mr. Ortiz. Which one takes the win? Uh, I will vote for Jeremy Sisto. Lupo! For the win! Fuck you, Werner. Jay Lupo. I I hate, I fucking hate Werner. Uh, and uh, we'll be back right after this, hopefully with another participant. Um, hopefully, Josh, we'll see what happens. Anyway, uh, this thing will happen now. In the alphabet system, there are 26 letters. The detectives who investigate these ABCs are members of an elite squad called 
the Special Letters Unit. These are their stories. Okay, gather around, everybody. Gather around here. What is it, Captain? All right, we got a missing letter, and it looks like this. I know that letter. Yeah, 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 me too, Captain. Yeah, I've seen it before. M. It's the letter M. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good, M. good, good. That's right. Now go out there and find that M. Right. Okay, right. Captain. Okay, got it. Today! Okay, got it. Captain, I found the missing M. Where is it? Where is it? Right here. This doesn't look anything like the letter M. Oh, yeah? Well, listen to this. See that? Moo starts with the letter M. So this must be the letter M. Maloney, this isn't the letter M. It's a cow. It is? You can go now, Bessie. The name's Murray. All right, come on. Quack. Come on. Quack. Come on. Quack. Come on. Quack. Hey, Captain. Uh, what, Look at what, this. What? what? I found the letter M. Where? Where? Right here. This isn't the letter M. It's a duck. But not just any duck. I am a mallard. Mm-hmm. That's right. And mallard starts with the letter M. Well, that may be Munch, but it still isn't an M. It doesn't look anything like an M. Eh, see, that's what I tried to tell him, but who listens to a talking piece of poultry? He's asleep. Yeah, yeah, well, you better wake him up. I ain't gonna wake him, you wake him. No way. Hey, I know. What? Can you do that chung-chung thing again? Uh, where is that missing letter M? Huh? Sorry, Captain. We looked everywhere, but no luck. Yeah, we just yeah. couldn't find the missing M. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, uh, could you tell me which way to the men's room? Sure, uh, down the hallway to the left. Hey, wait a minute. Hmm? Hold her right there. What, uh, what I do? You're the missing M. Oh, no, I'm not. Sure you are. You look exactly like the missing M. See? Oh. Yeah, but I got a mustache. See? Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mercy! Oh, <laughs> it's... It's... The letter M! All right! All right! I confess! I am the letter M! We did it. We found the missing M! Right. All in a day's work for Law and Order Special Letters Unit. You know that uh, that chung chung thing can really get on one's nerves. <laughs> okay, enough chung chunging already. <laughs> Mommy, oh, make it stop, please. Hello, Geek Fights fans. This is your favorite guest panelist, Alan. Do you have a blog, business, website, or podcast? Have you been wondering how you can get your promo or commercial played during the Geek Fights mid-show break? Well, we here at Geek Fights HQ have some great news for you. Geek Fights wants to play your promo absolutely free of charge. 
That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Your friends at Geek Fights want to share the internet love. And with exposure to over 20,000 listeners a month, you just can't go wrong. How do you get your promo on the show? It's easy. And don't worry about the quality. DIY is fun. Simply record your promo any way you can. Just be sure to include your show or business name and website if you have one. And email it here. Geekfights at gmail.com That's geekfights at gmail.com And please put promo in the subject line. And your friends here at Geek Fights will run your promo during our next open slot. Don't forget, it's absolutely free. Thanks for listening, and keep up the geek fight. Hey guys, this is Aaron Alden from AaronAlden.com, and you're listening to Geek Fights. Rock on, baby. Doing what we do every week, coming at you with Jared Form B trademark geek cred. We had to replace Josh uh, because it's Josh month and he disappeared. He might be dead. He might be in jail because he was sitting in a a school parking lot talking on the phone about Law and Order. Yeah, he's learning about the uh, criminal justice system from a whole different point of view right now. I honestly hope he's just okay. I don't know what happened to Josh. Josh Month is he's now in one of those question. bushes in New York. I, Special I Victims Unit. <laughs> but, but we got Greg Blanchard from uh, Inappropriate Conversations to, to jump on with us for the second half of the show. Uh, and we'll, we'll go right to you right at the beginning of the show there, Greg. What is your geek cred? Well, I'm the host of the Inappropriate Conversations podcast. It's a a serious show. It cares a lot about issues of justice and so forth. So I guess that's fitting. And when I saw the email go by for Law & Order, I was really just clenching my fist that it, at the time, it didn't seem like the time would be good for me to join in. I love the show. So when I saw a, uh, a message fly by that there was a, an open seat, I sat down. Thank you very much. Uh, Brian, what is your geek cred, sir? Um, I have, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a tremendous geek. Um, as I said earlier, I actually did work with, um, uh, Esopatha Merkison's sister, uh, Hey Linda, um, for a while when I was starting out in my teaching career, I've seen, you know, tons and tons and tons of law and order. And I actually liked law and order LA. I actually had to go out of my way to stop putting, stop from putting more Law and Order LA characters, as well as more Law and Order UK characters on my list because I really do love just about all of it. Rock. Dominic, what is your geek cred, sir? Uh, I used to say that I liked that I was like a cinema cinema person. Like I used to love watching movies, but I, I swear to God, I just love watching TV. I love watching Law and Order and I've watched them all. Even though I didn't like them all, I like Law and Order LA. I'm not gonna lie. I recorded it. Terrence Howard was doing his thing. Uh, I don't know if it was the right thing, but it was his thing. Um, but I like television, and I like looking up IMDb while I'm watching television. So I'm pretty sure that qualifies me to be on the show. 
Thank you very much, Dominic. And all the way, drunk as hell, chasing the green fairy from Jerusalem, uh, we've got Yussi. Uh, what is your key cred, sir? That is absolutely true. Uh, well, my father is not much of a geek. He's not into sports. He's not into sci-fi. He's not into fantasy. But through his years as an Orthodox rabbi and as a vice principal for more than a quarter century, he loved, and he loves, law and order. And, you know, finally I could show him some brackets and, uh, you know, know that he would be proud. And he was like, oh, that Goran. Going against Jack McCoy? That's insane. Goran is a nut job. He shouldn't be there at all. And so, uh, you know, for me, people talk about being a second generation geek. I can't say that with Star Trek or Star Wars or Superman, but with Law and Order, I can. My father would tape that on VHS and show it to his law class, uh, you know, for juniors in high school. So um, that that's my geek cred for this week. Uh, thank you very, very much. Uh, did he show it to those classes as in what not to do and not how to and how not to crush civil people's civil civil liberties? It would be like, uh, you know, if it's felony murder, then you can charge them with murder. Oh, OK. Just the, the, the simple ins and outs of our uh, U.S. legal system. But let's jump back into the fights. Uh, it is Paul Robernett versus Jack McCoy. I don't need to say anything else because it's Jack fucking McCoy. Uh, I, I think Jack McCoy has a free ride for a little while for me. So I'm going to go with Jack McCoy. Uh, Yussi. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, you know, McCoy was there for 17 season, 16 season, something like that. Uh, Robinette was there for three. He showed up again a couple of times as a defense attorney, but McCoy was the guy we... Uh, got to really become familiar with and you know he he epitomizes for many people law and order so mccoy another vote for jack mccoy brian yeah i don't even think uh robinette beat jack mccoy within the uh, little law and order unit series universe i know he didn't beat him uh, enough to keep his job so i'm gonna vote for jack mccoy Another vote for Jack McCoy. Dominic. I have to vote for Jack McCoy because he's Jack McCoy. And uh, I don't even want to say anything good about the other dude. Jack McCoy. I don't even want to say anything good about the other dude, Jack McCoy. Uh, Greg, is it a clean sweep? Uh, no. I'll say great things about Jack McCoy because he's moving on, but... For me, Robinette removed from the show for one of the worst reasons of all time. If legends believed to be true, that they just needed more female characters to attract a female demographic, that's a pretty bad reason to ask a really good character. And they probably didn't bring him back often enough during the long run of the series. A little love for Paul Robinette. A vote for Robinette, but Jack McCoy. <laughs> we are on to our next fight. Yeah, see, this one is yours. A classic fight. It is Benson versus Stabler. This is a really tough one. Uh, especially because, you know, they were 
so close, almost closer than uh, husband and wife, and that was an issue which they brought up uh, multiple times. But at the end of the day, Benson stayed, and Stabler had to leave, and that speaks for itself. Olivia Benson. A vote for Benson. Brian? Yeah, what Yessie said, you know, plus, you know, yes, Mariska um, Hargate has, has chest, sexy chest. Uh, what's his name? Has sexy ass. So says uh, Tamara Tooney on the Wendy Williams show. But, but he's also, I think, playing uh, Lois Lane's father in the new Superman movie. He's playing Sam Lane. And all Mariska Hargitay did was survive a car crash. So I'm going to go with the Superman. Going for Stabler. Uh, Dominic. I'm going to go with uh, who would you have wanted to live with when mommy and daddy broke up? I mean, Olivia, Olivia versus Stabler. That's what that feels like. You know, do you want to go live with mommy or do you want to go live with daddy? And technically, I think Stabler, even though he was had his aggressive moments, I was more upset that he left and she stayed than vice versa. Uh, let's see what happened after he left. Uh, she started dating Harry Connick Jr. She started wanting to move, you know, steal kids off of her case desk and move them into her house. And all kinds of random things started happening where she just started, you know, like, I don't know, she seemed like she's taken over the show in a bad way after he left. And uh, so Stabler gets my vote because those were the best storylines of them together was just the the unstable Stabler. A vote for Stabler. Greg? For some of the same reasons, I think I'm going to like Olivia Benson here because she brought some of the crazy into things and it's my only chance in a geek fight that I'm aware of to vote for somebody related to Jane Mansfield. That's good enough for me. A vote for Olivia Benson. It's all tied up. It comes down to me. Ah, I'm so happy because there is a moment in law and order history, which is still my all time favorite. Uh, Olivia and, uh, and, and Finn are trying to talk down this uh, Chinese guy from shooting a bullet through a, a witness's head. And they're like, oh, come on, man, come on, man, come on, man. And then in through another door, the door gets kicked open, and then there's a shot. That is it. Kicked open and a shot. Stabler shoots the guy in the head and then goes and hands his gun off and says, IAB's going to need that. Uh, it was a good shoot, but IAB's going to need that. And I was like, holy shit, Stabler is awesome. And, and whenever I see that that episode is on, I will record it and watch just that moment because Stabler, all of Stabler is wrapped up in that moment. He thinks he's right. He does what he needs to do at, at any particular time. I love the shit out of Stabler. And Benson, Benson is a wine fest. She whines a lot. Stabler doesn't whine Thank at you. all. Uh, I'm going to go with Stabler. Stabler is moving on into the next. We're- you do realize that she looked like that. And turning this year, age 50. I, I, I don't 50. care. I don't care that she's turning 50. I still like Stabler more. Uh, Brian, this fight is like yours. <laughs> uh, it is Ricardo Morales versus Mike Logan. Go ahead, Brian. Oh, wow. Shit. Um, yeah, I really totally, totally love um, 
Ricardo Morales. And I never really cared that much um, for for Mike Logan. He was okay. Um, plus, I'm sorry, you know, that whole sex in the city thing is really, really hard to get over in my universe. Oh, God. Uh, 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 uh. They destroyed Kim Cattrall. And she was Gracie Law from, from Big Trouble in Little China, one of the greatest movies ever made. Sex in the City is not just the devil, it's the super devil. And see, it's even it's even destroyed Mike Noth. So I gotta vote for a guy who I like, Ricardo Morales. Who's Dr. Octopus? Uh vote for Morales because of the super devil. <laughs> super devil. Dominic. Oh, I submit the super devil. You know, it's Sunday, so Super Devil must be doing some hella evil shit right now. I don't know. I don't even know who were two. What's the people? Michael Logan and who? Uh, Ricardo Morales. I, I'm going to flip flop and vote for Ricardo Morales because that is seriously one of the most flawed next to next to um, dude from the Matrix going from being a law professor to working in CSI. That is the biggest stretch ever that a DA switches over to being a cop. I just can't imagine it. So I'm just going to vote on the ludicrous nature of that job change. And because uh, I don't think either one of them need to be in here anymore. A vote against the super devil and a vote for <laughs> Morales. Uh, Dominic. Uh, sorry. Super devil. Greg. Um, there's no doubt if this was a competition on the actor side between Alfred Merlina and Chris Knopf that. Uh, Everything Brian says is totally on target. You have to go with Morales. But uh, luckily, I've never seen and have stayed completely unaware of the, the you know, evil that is Sex in the City. It hasn't tainted my opinion. So I'm going to go with Mike Logan. Uh, early on in the show, he was pretty important as a stabilizing force as they were bouncing back and forth between who the captains were and who his second detective was. Uh, he, he helped the show get its, get its footing when it was shifting characters quickly in the beginning. Mike Logan. A vote for Mike Logan. Yeah, he he actually had three other partners. He had the guy that died, then he had uh Servino for a season, and then uh then we get Lenny. And Lenny becomes the next stabilizing detective force on that show. But Chris Noth was the stabilizing force and Chris Noth also got an extra couple seasons out of uh Criminal Intent. He he actually stabilized Criminal Intent for a while. And, you know, it brought back that show, uh, lifted that show up on his back. So, uh, uh, Detective Logan, because of that character, I'm, I'm, I'm going to vote for Logan. I like Logan a lot. He's uh, the Mr. Big of the Law and Order Universe. Pardon? He's the Mr. Big of the Law and Order Universe. Yes, he is the Mr. Big. Don't, don't talk about the Super Devil. <laughs> it is all tied up. It comes down to you there, Yussi. Which one takes the win? Well, I... I put Morales on this list, but I, I have to be, you know, honest. Logan is that amazing. You're right. He is from uh, the, the, the connective tissue from George Zunza. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. From Sorvino uh, to um, Briscoe, whose real name was? Anyone? I oh, Jerry Orbach? Jerry Orbach, exactly. Broadway, le- Broadway legend Jerry Orbach. From the Fantastics. Um, and he, he, he's a really good actor, you know? 
he, he managed to portray this uh, character with depth. And, you know, I can't in all good conscience put through Morales, even though I loved his character. At the end of the day, uh, you know, Leonardo L.A. just didn't make it. So even though it, it could have been epic, it could have been amazing, Logan was there and Logan actually did the hard work and Logan actually showed up again and uh, carried, uh, carried through CI. And I will note at this point, the theme from uh, Trial by Jury was actually adopted by uh, Criminal Intent, uh, for what it's worth. So let's go with Logan. And Logan is into the next round. We are. I'm sorry. I love doing that sound effect. Uh, the Super Devil cackles with glee. The Super Devil cackles with glee. Dominic, this fight is yours. It is Lenny Briscoe versus uh, Judge Line Carlin. The Judge Dread episode. Um, Briscoe. Yeah, I don't think you really needed more. I said Lenny Briscoe. Uh, Greg. Yeah, this shame. You got a you got an important regular character versus a, a key one episode or several episode appearance. It's Briscoe. Another vote for Briscoe. I'm gonna say Briscoe too because it's fucking Lenny Briscoe. Uh, <laughs> Yesy. We got to see it. Logan versus Briscoe. Let's see it. Briscoe. Another vote for Briscoe. Brian, is it a clean sweep? Try to remember that time in September when life was slow and all so mellow, which is from the Fantastics, which was sung by Jerry Orbach, who portrayed Lenny motherfucking pimp sauce <laughs> Briscoe. Oh, yeah. Is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Uh, Greg, this one is yours. It is Emil Skota versus Michael Cutter. Uh, so we got kind of a psycho versus a psych, uh, a head case versus a head doctor, head case doctor. Um, well, this is one where I might just be persuaded by the actor. Uh, uh, Skota was, you know, you know, has appeared in so many other things. I'm going to go with Skoda just because I, I've never had a bad experience when I see that face. A vote for Skoda. Yeah, you had a bad experience when you've seen Cutter's face because he was in Chronicles of Riddick as one of those guys that was a bad guy. But he is the character that had to follow Jack McCoy and he does it a great job. I could have watched another 10 years of Cutter getting just buck wild crazy just like jack mccoy did and then slowly but surely leveling off like jack mccoy did like i i could watch that he he's a fabulous character uh what is it linus uh roach brings a great performance i love the shit out of cutter so i'm gonna go with cutter even though scott is great i'm going cutter yesy i don't need to add anything to that cutter brian he is farmers. I'm still voting for Linus Roach. A vote for Cutter and Dominic. Oh, it is Skoda versus Cutter. Oh, that's pretty hard. I don't know. Oh, that's a good one. I put Skoda on the list, but 
I liked Michael, Michael Cutter's character more, I think. So I'm going to vote for Cutter just because I think he... I don't really know. I'm just going to vote for Cutter just because I like this character. And I think that was one of the main reasons why I kept watching that episode. All right. And Cutter is into the next round. We are on to our next... Jesus. <laughs> uh, Damon. Oh, that's me. This one is yours. It is Michael Dobson, also known as Larry Miller from that one episode where he did that one thing versus Adam Schiff. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Adam Schiff. <laughs> two episodes. Oh, is he in two episodes? Yeah, they brought him. He was such a dick in the first episode. They brought him back again where he tried to run the exact same scam of killing his wife again. Oh, that's and right. And he didn't get away with it the second time, but he was still a dick. <laughs> uh, but I am voting for Adam Schiff still. Uh, Yessie? Well, Larry Miller, if you've been following his uh, podcast on the Adam Carolla Podcast Network, he like broke his skull and managed to come back anyway. But... It's still only two episodes, and Schiff is amazing, and Schiff, they, they managed to uh, nail him in the end. I believe by that point, already uh, Stone had left, and it was uh, McCoy who nailed him, but still, he went to jail. So, uh, Schiff. A vote for Adam Schiff. Uh, Brian. Yeah, I, there there were characters, you know, through the long run of the series that I always was excited whenever they were in a scene. Uh, Jack McCoy was one, and Adam Schiff was another one, and Lenny Briscoe from the original Law and Order series. So in terms of those three, anybody coming up against them are going to have a hard, uh, tough row to go with me. Tough row to hoe with me, excuse me. So Adam Schiff. Another vote for Adam Schiff. Dominic. What was the other guy's name? <laughs> uh, Dobson, Michael That's Dobson. I just said shit for like five minutes. I don't know who the other dude was. I know. It's Michael Dobson. Hey, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> I think that says who you're voting for. I think I'm voting for Adam, the other guy. Dude, <laughs> I don't dude, know who that guy is. Dude, I put, I, I put Michael Dobson on the list and I still voted for Adam Schiff. Vote for Adam Schiff. <laughs> There you go. Another vote for Adam Schiff. Greg, is it a clean sweep? It's going to be a clean sweep because I got confused earlier and voted for the wrong Michael in the previous one. I was trying to vote against um, Michael Dobson twice now. Um, it is great that that one villain was able to show up in two different parts of the series with two different sets of supporting characters. And there's nothing wrong with Larry Miller. He's good value, but you can't uh, you can't argue against Adam Schiff. And Adam Schiff is moving on into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Uh, Yessie, this one is yours. It is Ed Green versus Anita Van Buren. Sorry, is that me? That is you. Oh, wow. This is a tough one because uh, Van Buren managed to survive for 17 seasons, if I'm uh, not mistaken. Ed Green didn't quite make that. I got to go with Van Buren. She was just so... She killed the guy 
if you remember in one episode. Um, I got to go with her. She killed a kid. She killed a kid. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's even more. Yeah. Uh, vote for Van Buren. Uh, Brian? Even within the continuity of the Law and Order universe, Ed Green was not fucking with Anita Van Buren. He knew that he was out of his element. He just pretty much said, whatever, whatever, Lou. Yep, sure thing, Lou. And he did whatever the fuck she told him to do forever long as she was on the show and they were on the show together. So it's it's Anita Van Buren. Another vote for Van Buren. Dominic. Uh, Anita Van Buren because she is a strong black woman. <laughs> for Anita Van Buren. Uh, Greg. Yeah, for me, she's one of the three lines to the show that I enjoy the most. Uh, one of the better character, one of the better actors throughout the series of the show, playing basically the same character in a largely supporting role with some of the same lines year over year over year, but uh, nevertheless, always good value. And the supporting performances that Murkerson put into her original appearances before she got the regular role just it just bears it out. The comparison between her as a victim or as a mother's victim and the Van Buren character is just brilliant. A vote for Van Buren. Damon, is it a clean sweep? No, because Ed Green was fucking awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to debate whether Van Buren is better than Ed Green here because uh, Van Buren probably actually is better, but Ed Green deserves a, a little bit of love because he did keep the show chugging along during the late 90s, early 2000s, when they had a rotating cast of other guys after Lenny Briscoe left the show. Well, died. Uh, so, because, <laughs> well, there, there were, did he have three, three other guys? Because there was uh, Daniel Far uh, Farina, right? Isn't that his name? And then there was that one guy that was on. Uh, was Michael Imperioli was there for a while, I think, or at least an episode. Wait, wait. He, he wasn't there the same time as. No, he replaced Green. He replaced yeah, right. Michael Farina became the senior detective, and Imperioli was yeah. with Farina. Was with Farina, but okay. but but still, there were a couple of detectives that there tried to take his place, and the and, cover girl protect a detective, and yeah, and, and Green Green uh, uh, the torch got passed a, a, every few seasons. The torch got passed on that show, you know, because Noth was the first guy, then it was Briscoe, <laughs> and then Green is the third detective that. When you look at the show, you, these are the guys that you go, hey, this was law and order. It was these like four guys. And when they were matched up with each other, it was even better. Uh, so I've got to give some love to, to Green, even though Van Buren is moving on into the next round. But I like just doing it randomly now. I might just do it the whole rest of the show. Uh, but Brian, this fight is yours. It is Detective Sergeant Matt. Devlin from Law and Order UK, also known as Apollo, versus uh, Cyrus Lupo. Oh, geez, wow, yeah, you know, I, I didn't like Lupo all that much. Those those two guys, I, I thought they were cool, but they were just the guys who were kind of holding place until they found somebody else. Uh, I know you're a big fan of Lupo, but you know he he. He just, I, you know, he was he was kind of, you know, kind of a humdrum, taciturn, quiet, silent, almost stabler-like kind of cop. Stabler without the incredible crazy. 
And and Matt Devlin, Maddie Devlin, as we call him, he was just a real nice, bright, cheerful guy. And I really enjoyed him as being a nice, bright, cheerful, dedicated, heroic guy who, as is normally the case in these circumstances, gets totally and completely fucked over and winds up dead. So just, you know, out of respect for his his giving his life in the line of duty to protect um, a witness. Uh, I'm going to vote for Detective Sergeant Maddie Devlin. Uh, vote for Devlin. Uh, Dominic. That's not a beautiful. I have no idea what he's talking about. But I'm going to vote for Lupo. A vote for Lupo. Uh, Greg. <laughs> hmm. I feel like giving a little bit of love to the UK show uh, just because I don't think I gave it fair enough a fair enough go. So I'll, I'll put the vote over to, uh, to Devlin. A uh, vote for Devlin. Uh, the Lupe, uh, the the uh, UK show is still going. You can actually still watch new episodes. It, it it actually hasn't ended because they have free scripts. They have twenty years worth of free scripts that they get to just keep mining. So I think they're going to keep that show on the air for a while. Uh, but as much as I like Apollo, uh, I, I do truly do believe that Lupo was the next cog in the detective wheel. <laughs> I think it, it because. He's the guy that the changeover happened with. It went from being Ed Green and Lupo to Lupo and this uh, and the other guy because I can never remember the other guy. The other guy that fucked over Ed Green and he did fuck over Ed Green. He was IAB. Fuck that guy. But uh, Lupo was a rich character and I liked him a lot. I I I really do like Lupo. Uh, not, nothing against Devlin, but like I said, the Law and Order UK episodes are all recycled episodes. There's nothing original on Law and Order UK, other than the fact that they're in the UK. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, Lupo. It is all tied up. It comes down to you there, Yassi. Which one takes the win? Well, I really like Devlin. Uh, you know, I, I like J- uh, Jamie Bamber in all of his uh, roles, but Lupo was really compelling you know this idea that this is really didn't make this up this idea that the nypd has people who are in intelligence who are who are stationed all over the world who are dealing in counterterrorism. that's something unique to new york that you know even if you're just the nypd you're not federal you're not you know you're, you're just the city's um you know first line of defense still you know, you're dealing with some of the most sick and, uh, you know, perverted people around the world wanting to kill people as a symbol. And, you know, then we had Lupo and, and we got to understand him as he as he tries to get, you know, get used to a, a, a role just in the, you know, the limited capacity of homicide. I got to go with Lupo. Uh, vote for on to the next round we are on to our next fight it's for a spot in the final four Dominic this one is yours it is Jack McCoy versus Elliot Stabler it's fucking hard trying to blow my head up right now law and order Jack McCoy versus Stabler I was really upset when Stabler got kicked, kicked off the show or left to go do that stupid true blood and I like Jack McCoy, but 
I think when I always identify myself with law and order, I do it with the detective. So I'm going to vote for Stabler begrudgingly because I love Jack McCoy, but I miss Stabler. I miss Stabler. I'm law and order. That's for you. A vote for law and against order. Uh, Greg. I love the logic there. That was exactly the thing I was thinking about. How do you make this choice? But I'll land on the other side of it. Uh, for me, I always enjoyed the order side just ever so slightly more. So Jack McCoy. A vote for Jack McCoy. You know, and that was the thing. Law and Order, every other successful show that they've ever had has been about the detectives. Uh, the, the order side always gets kicked to the curb because they have never been able to capture Jack McCoy in a bottle on any of the other shows. So when you talk about the ADAs always losing on SVU or the one guy who's on there for four seasons of uh, criminal intent and then just goes away, they don't say why they stopped going to the ADA, but they stopped going to the ADA. And then the fact they tried to do just an ADA show, they couldn't capture Jack McCoy. Jack McCoy is one of the greatest characters of all time. I have to vote for Jack McCoy here, even though I love Stabler, the most unstable person with the name Stabler ever created. I'm voting for Jack McCoy. Uh, Yussie. Well, I, I think uh, Jack McCoy is going to survive here to, to, to fight another day because ultimately he is, you know, Stabler, he has his limits. You know, ultimately at the end of the day, he makes a decision. I don't think it's a wrong decision that his family is more important than his job, that it's something which is so dehumanizing. He, he just can't go in and do it every day. He, he's going to destroy himself. He's going to hurt someone else. He's going to destroy the department. And uh, that that is the correct decision to make. But McCoy, he just keeps on uh, doing his job, and he, he, he ends up being the, uh, the chief. Uh, you know, the DA, because he is that dedicated to the to the cause and he's that good at his job and he has no ambition beyond that. I got to go with McCoy. Uh, vote for Jack McCoy and Brian. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everything everybody else said. Plus, you know, let's face it. Um Jack McCoy was a straight-up pimp. He was a player. He was macking all the hot babes. I remember I just watched this other episode where, you know, Sandy Duncan shows up as a defense attorney, and it's obvious within three seconds that her and Jack had been fucking. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? You, you just nail every hot piece of ass in the legal profession in, in, in on the island of Manhattan and, and, and the three boroughs surrounding? Way to go. Plus, he rode a sweet motorcycle. Jack McCoy. That's right. I forgot about the leather jacket. Uh, that'll have to come into play in the next round. But Jack McCoy is into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Greg, this one is yours. It is Detective Logan versus Detective Briscoe. Wow. Pitting partners against each other. Um I think I'm going to go with Lenny Briscoe. And the reason I am is just because I think when people do come around to the point of, you know, if you're into law and order and then later you see these actors in other roles, there's no question that what you're going to get from Chris Noth is by and large going to be disappointing and maybe even predictable. 
But what you're going to get from Lenny Briscoe, from Jerry Arbuck, is probably going to shock and surprise anybody who only knows him from Law and Order. He showed tremendous range in that role when you consider the fact that he's got tremendous range in his career. And the show needed something a little bit different after the first two detectives that were working with with uh, Logan came and went, and they got one. A vote for Lenny Briscoe. Yeah, it 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 really isn't hard at all, at all. Uh, it's got to be Logan. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> that was a shocking statement to anybody who watches Law and Order. Like, wait, what? Logan over over Briscoe? Really? Really? Uh, you know, it, it, so much so that Briscoe. It didn't matter. Like, as long as it was Briscoe, it was fine. And whenever you watch the reruns on TV, and if you're still listening this far in, you've been watching the reruns on TV for the last 15 years. Uh, you know, the Briscoe episodes, you'll sit and still watch them. You'll watch a Briscoe episode all the way through. Whereas if it's if it's a Logan episode, because it's from the late 80s, early 90s, sometimes you don't follow it all the way through because for whatever reason, it just doesn't feel right. But Briscoe at any time is a good episode because he will make horribly morbid jokes and I love Lenny Briscoe so I'm going to go with Briscoe uh, Yossi yeah I gotta agree that uh, you know Logan is a decent character he, he's interesting but he's also gray enough to show up in uh, Castaway so Briscoe doesn't because he is so he so embodies this role. Briscoe. Another vote for Lenny Briscoe. Dominic, is it a clean sweep? Clean sweep. Sweep, sweep, motherfuckers! <laughs> <laughs> and Briscoe is into the final four. We are on to the what? Wait, wait. I just, I just watched the movie, and my son walked in the room, and now he's walked out of the room saying that. Oh, did I vote? Oh, no, you didn't vote, Brian. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. It was going to be a clean sweep anyway. Yeah, pretty much. All I was going to say was um, Lenny Briscoe, because nobody puts baby against the wall. So, yeah. <laughs> nobody puts baby in the corner. A vote for Briscoe. Briscoe! Corner. Thank you. Awesome. We are on to our next fight. It is Michael Cutter versus Adam Schiff, and this is actually hard for me because even though I really do identify Law and Order with Adam Schiff because he's the they they were never until McCoy becomes the ADA they they or the eight the DA the rotating cast of DAs which is only two yeah there's only two other people that were the DA uh, the other two I don't like at all <laughs> like. At all, but at all, the one was way too weak on crime, and the other was way too hard on crime. Uh, I I didn't like them, although they did reflect. Um, they they did a very good job of reflecting the uh, the way America felt about law at that time. Like you know, with uh, what's his name, guy who ran for president, you get him right before nine eleven, right after nine eleven, and. He's uh, Fred Dalton Thompson, and and he's very, 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 very conservative, and everybody kind of goes along with it because of the the nature of the world that they live in. Uh, I, I didn't like him at all. Um, 
but it's about Adam Schiff and Cutter. I do like I do like Schiff, and, and he is he is the man. But I keep saying Cutter is the guy that had to follow McCoy, and Cutter does a fucking bang up job. So I've got to vote for Cutter. Uh, Yussi, uh, I'm swayed. Yeah, it, it is a tough choice, but ultimately we have to choose between the uh, the past and the future. And and Cutter is a guy that you could see falling for another five seasons. So Cutter, another vote for Cutter, Brian. I'm gonna pick Batman's dad, and uh, it's Michael Cutter. I forgot he's in Batman. Um, <laughs> Dominic. I think that's the best logic for voting for Michael Cutter. He's he's the reason why Batman exists. Another vote for Michael Cutter. Greg, is it a clean sweep for Cutter? It is, in part because I feel bad about getting it mixed up the last time. It was was not right. And that character, that role needed um, an energy shift when the change happened, and, and he certainly brought it. And Cutter is into the next round. And for the last spot in the final four, yes. I do need to say. What? That was. Pretty amazing shift. He cut off his his wife's, um, you know, feeding tube in like a two minute scene. That that, that was pretty amazing. But but cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to our next fight. Y'all see, this one is yours. It is Anita Van Buren versus Cyrus Lupo. This is really tough. Uh, 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 I have no other way of describing it. You know, Van Buren has the the, the staying power, but Lupo has the um, you know the, the 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 drive to to keep going. I I gotta go with Lupo. Uh, I just really feel that, that this was a guy whose whose story we didn't explore adequately and uh you know there was more to to discover about him so lupo uh vote for lupo brian yeah okay um lupo and anthony edwards i forgot what his character's name anyway they're sitting around at the desk and 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 they're being all moody and broody and they're discussing the case and uh, Lieutenant Van Buren walks in and, says, and she says, I don't recall there being anything about beards in the New York City police dress code. You're going to need to take care of those by the end of by the start of your next shift. And they just sort of like blink and stare. And the next time you see them, they're both clean shaven. Um, Anita Van Buren. A vote for Van Buren. Dominic. Black power. Black power. Uh, so a vote for Van Buren. Correct. A vote for Van Buren. Uh, Greg. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but this is like the longest running black female character in TV history, or is it just overall the longest running black character in TV history? Anybody remember? Ooh, it might be the longest running black character in TV history because yeah. I don't know of anybody else. She was the record holder, but 
Yeah, I think if uh, SVU goes for another season, Cregan oh. will. No, no, black. Cregan's not black. Do animated well, characters uh, okay, count? Okay, yes, yes. Though he, though he is colored. <laughs> yeah, I've got to give it to Van Buren. That's that's a, a place in the cast where they easily could make changes anytime they wanted to, and she held the spot. Van Buren. A vote for Van Buren. <sighs> Eventually, uh, Ice T will will drag along and and take that that record though because it's been thirteen years on SVU. Just keep chugging along because he has nothing else to do. It's not like he's rapping anymore. Um, how many lines does he have per episode? Actually, now a lot more. He's actually taken a, a much bigger role since uh, Stabler left. Munch disappeared. What? Yeah. Munch disappeared. Munch disappeared. Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? Yep. Even yeah. though he's still there, he just doesn't pop up as often. He's in the credits, but he's not in the episode. Maybe he's dying of cancer like everybody else that ever dies on that show. Poor much. Stop it. That's horrible. I know, but what else was I going to say here? I'm voting. Cancer, for- cancer can't kill Belzer. What the fuck? I, I, I know. And it almost killed Detective, or Detective, Lieutenant Van Bureau, but it didn't. She beat cancer, and she's married to a Ghostbuster. So I'm going to go with uh, Van Buren. And Van Buren. Which what? Which what? Ghostbuster? Winston Zeddemore. Winston Zeddemore. The, la- the last yeah, season, she was banging the shit out of him. Yeah. yeah. She was also big. on uh, The Secret Life of the American Teenager. Yeah, but she found banging out. Banging the shit out of Van Buren. Yeah, she found out she had cancer because she was fucking a Ghostbuster. That's one big twist. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's important because they actually tied up that uh, plot thread. Yeah. Right. Which before. is unusual for Law and Order. Well, it's because it was the last absolute end thing. The last thing that Law and Order ever did was Van Buren finds out that she doesn't have cancer. And and that was it. That's how they end the show. She goes and goes back with everybody and they start laughing. And that's the end of Law and Order. But Van Buren is into the final four. We've got Cutter versus Van Buren and McCoy versus Lenny Briscoe. God damn, these are hard fucking fights. Uh, Brian, this one is yours. It's McCoy versus Briscoe. Okay. Um, Lenny Briscoe was absolutely essential to bringing you into every episode. If an episode started without Lenny Briscoe saying something completely inappropriate over somebody's dead family member, it wasn't a great episode of Law & Order. Jack McCoy giving his summation in the last five minutes of an ep- of, of the trial at the end of a law and order is what made every episode he was in great because he would he would succinctly point out the point of law in a way that made it so that every not only everybody in the jury understood it, but everybody who was watching the show understood what was going on. He would cut to, you know, your personal bullshit, um, um, you know, your, your own personal sense of justice, you know, right or wrong. He would break it down in terms of the law. Lenny Briscoe was a great character, and I love that character. And, and he was essential, but he was the lead-in character. And and Jack McCoy was the clean up batter, and 
in terms of baseball stats, he was batting better than 500. He would bring it. He would bring him in seven times out of ten, and and so because he was so essential to making every ep- giving every episode a reasonably satisfying conclusion, whether they won or they lost, at least there was a satisfying conclusion so that you could say, okay, I can I'm, I can come back and watch this again next week. Um, I got to go with Jack McCoy. A vote for Jack McCoy. Dominic. Because you brought that up, I'm just going to go ahead and bring the law and order analogy of watching the show. As somebody that works hard but always wonders what other occupations feel like, on law and order, it always felt like the lawyers had forever to do their jobs and the cops had like five minutes to get their shit together. <laughs> like, don't forget who did this. <laughs> or, oh, no, the judge says we can't do this. You need to go do like five weeks worth of work in like a day and a half. So I'm going to go with Briscoe because I always felt for the cops. I felt like the cops had to work their ass off to get stuff done on that show because if they didn't, the the criminal was going to go free. A vote for Lenny Briscoe. Greg. Long order changed TV watching for me. I was, I was pretty close to being done with probably anything except Star Trek TNG at that time. And you know, for me, one of the things about it was that most of the time you get this sort of crime drama on television. Back then, especially, it's always going to end with this sort of satisfying result. You're going to get that, you know, you know, bad guys lose, good guys prevail. And the thing about Law and Order was Lenny Briscoe's side of the ledger is almost always going to end successfully with producing a suspect. And it was interesting that from time to time they'd get the wrong one, they'd have to come along later and mop it up. But on the lawyer side of it, you never really knew 100% what was going to happen. You know, that 70-30 split that Brian mentioned, it's right. And I really enjoyed the way the, uh, the Watterson's performance handled what happened in that 30, 33% of the time that the, uh, the lawyers would end up losing and that the ending of the story would be you know, bittersweet or incomplete or what have you. And I think that the Jack McCoy character, one of the things that kept me coming back week after week because unlike most, you know, cop and law dramas, I didn't know how that was going to end, or at least I didn't know for sure. Jack McCoy. A vote for Jack McCoy. This sucks because I want, I, I want, I want to kind of vote for Lenny Briscoe and tie it up because uh, Lenny Briscoe is a fabulous character, <clears throat> and he, and he, and he did carry the show on his shoulders for a while, uh, for a very long time. Um. And McCoy was there, but you kind of you, you had to get used to McCoy. Those first few seasons with McCoy, he was he was he was a little hard to get used to because Stone he's so different from Stone. Stone was, Stone had some passion for the law, but McCoy was all passion. That's all he brought. He was passion. So so Lenny Briscoe was really the only thing you had, and you know it was fine. And he would make those really off color jokes at the beginning of the show, right before the bump. And then doom 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 would start playing, and, and you know you watch the episode, and slowly but surely, as I've watched the show over the last twenty some years, because I've been watching this show that show for twenty some years, I, I, I've I've come to realize that everything they do on the order side of Law and Order is absolutely wrong and inappropriate. You couldn't do anything they do on that show in an actual courtroom. Because you would be thrown out 
or uh, hit with contempt. But I don't care. I love Jack McCoy. Uh, I, I actually, when I was trying to get an, an unknown, I was asking my family. I, was, I asked my sister and my father, you know, for an unknown. And they both were like Jack McCoy. And they're not like law and order people like I am. I, like my sister's close. My dad doesn't like the show at all. But I said law and order character. First thing that comes out of his mouth, Jack McCoy. Like, how, why are you even having a show? It's got to be Jack McCoy. So as much as I want to vote for Lenny Briscoe, I'm going to vote for Jack McCoy. Uh, Yussi? Wow. Um, it's very hard to, to make the decision at this point. I, I think it's appropriate that we've ended up with all these characters from the mothership because, you know, they epitomize, you know, what was unique about Law & Order, which was showing that it doesn't end the 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 criminal justice uh, process doesn't end when you slap the cuffs on someone. You can't walk away at that point. Briscoe is amazing, and 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 I love him so much. But McCoy, you know, this was a character who came from, uh, you know, wh whether he had the same name or not. I'll fly away, which was a civil rights uh, show which didn't last very long, but, you know, there also Sam Hardison was a, uh, you know, a DA or, or he was a lawyer, you know, fighting for, for, for what's right uh, with some personal failings. And at the end of the day, if we, if we look at it and we compare it to, to Lenny Briscoe, they're both, you know, essential to the uh, to uh, to the process, to making sure the bad guys get caught and uh, you know subjected to the full uh, power of the law. But McCoy just he, he just takes it that 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 extra level. And McCoy had a lot of hot babes, and I don't remember Jerry Orbach having any of those. So McCoy. Uh, vote for McCoy. Although Green did have one hot chick with him for a little bit. I think she followed McC Did she follow? Oh my god. Is she the first one? No, she follows uh, Farina. But <laughs> McCoy is into the finals. We are on to our next fight. Dominic, this one is yours. It is Michael Cutter versus Anita Van Buren. Michael Cutter versus Black but he, he carries a Joe Clark black bat. It's not black bat, but he's Batman like, like Joe Clark. And then that's very hard. Very hard. The way I've been voting uh, makes it very difficult. It has nothing to do with law and order, but uh, I'm going to vote for the bat because I feel like he was more of a character for law and order than Van Etten, who was like an extra character to round out the cast of another cast of one order. So I'm going to go with, with a cutter. I know there's no chance in hell of winning, but I think, I think it's pretty sound logic that if that show had continued, he would end up being the Jack McCoy of law and order. A vote for Michael Cutter. Greg. Well, partly I feel a strong desire to put some, uh, to put some, you know, law on this side, you know, to, to get the detective story into that final conversation. 
But the other thing to me about uh, the Anita Van, Van Jern role is that captain's position, you know, again, not necessarily a role that you would feel like this is crucial to the show. And yet, I don't think any of the other actors in any other role in all the Law & Order shows nailed down the character they were playing anywhere near as well as she did. That she, um, she owned that thing, not just for the length of time that she played it, but even if you just catch her in any you know, three or four episodes in a row in a season, it would probably take three or four in a row to get a sense of just how much, how crucial that otherwise supporting role was to Law & Order. Law & Order doesn't probably work, or at least not for anywhere near as long as it did, if it was simply a story of two main detectives and two main DAs. you got to have what, uh, what Murkerson brought to it. you got to have Anita Van Buren. A vote for Van Buren. This is, this is, this is really hard for me. Because my whole logic has been, and, and, I, and I keep voting for him, it, it, and, I, I, and I don't want to vote against... Ah, my heart my heart doesn't say Van Buren. I, my head says Van Buren. I want to vote for Van Buren. Van Buren was on the show longer. Van Buren had a larger impact on how the show was produced. I mean, because you think about it. Yeah, uh, Robinette did leave the show and a whole shit lot, a load of women started flood, flooding in, including Van Buren. Van Buren comes to the show. You get, uh, what's her name? The other ADA that dies. There's two ADAs that die. Uh, and the best one is the one that ends up in the uh, trunk. I can't remember her name, but she's got a new show. Uh, and, I, and I love Van Buren, but I keep coming back to when, when I watch repeats, the episodes I look forward to most are the, the Cutter episodes. Now, are they because I've only seen them three or four times a piece? Yeah, and I, I do watch Law & Order a, a shit ton. M maybe that's what it is. Maybe because I've seen the other episodes like 10, 15, 20 times a piece, I really don't want to watch those anymore, and I get excited for those last three seasons of Law & Order. But Cutter was fun to watch. I loved watching Michael Cutter. I was excited when Cutter would be on the screen, and I was never excited about Van Buren. Don't get me wrong. She's a cog. She's an important part of the show. Without her, the show doesn't work. But when I sat down to watch Law & Order, I wasn't sitting down to watch Van Buren. I was sitting down to watch Michael Cutter. So I'm going to vote for Michael Cutter. Uh, Yussi. This is really tough. Um, for historical accuracy, Martin Van Buren uh, did own slaves, not when he was president, but uh, earlier in his life. So maybe Anita Van Buren was descended from one of those people. I don't know. That is an argument for uh, voting uh, for her and, and her amazing longevity. But what can I say, Damon? I, I agree with you. I, 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 I just, you know, Anita Van Buren, um, uh, at the end of the day, her, her job is to keep things under control in her squad. She does a great job of that. But Cutter is just, you know, either he's going to burn out and, you know, uh, uh, just, just, be kicked out of the DA's office, or he's going to do something amazing and, and, uh, you know, prosecute someone who was considered untouchable before. And ultimately that makes me vote for him. Cutter. A uh, vote for Cutter and Brian. See, this is, this is, this is, this is really interesting because 
I'm st- I I normally don't vote strategically. Not at all. You know, who's going to go up against who in the next round? But I'm looking at this like, okay, if I vote Cutter, then we have DA versus DA. And that's that's an interesting battle. And we're talking about DA, um, the DA for Law and Order Forces, another DA who might be able to t- hang with him as DA because DA is the flashier part. Then you have Anita Van Buren, who essentially is playing his role on the other side of the series. The, uh, the DA or whatever DA is in charge is the person who's who's directing the prosecution and 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 and, and, and leading the, the prosecution. And in many cases, Anita Van Buren led the investigation of of cases. You would, I can't tell you how many times there are scenes where, you know, the two detectives, whether it's Green and Briscoe or Green and somebody else or whoever, are sitting in her office and she says, run their luds. Or, you know what? And when somebody pisses off, if somebody's uh, fucking around on their wife, somebody knows about it. Why don't you ask this person, this person, and this person? You know, she's, she's totally and completely the most experienced cop in 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 that in in that show and and i think a strong argument could be made that the police would not that the law order side of the of the equation of the of of the show would not have been able to do what they were able to do had van buren not been doing what she was doing Van Buren and 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 Don Cragen, and so they're, they're kind of unsung in that way. Um, and and uh, yeah, so I, you know, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, I, I'm I'm going to vote for Van Buren because I I really like the idea of of the final fight being law versus order. So that's what we're going to. That's what I'm going to do. A vote for Van Buren, but order one out. Because Michael Cutter has more votes. Michael Cutter is into the finals up against Jack. Hey, uh, now that both the captains are gone, um, I don't know if it was talked about in the first half of the show, but Don Cragen, for the original Law and Order first season episode, where he was under investigation for corruption, is probably my favorite acting moment of the entire you know, 17-year run there right at the very beginning and uh you know so i'm glad he made the i'm glad he made the bracket and it's a shame that he was up against uh the force that was anita van buren so soon yeah well was van buren but she's out but he outranked her right yeah he's a captain Uh, anita van buren never made captain no that's right she was lieutenant the whole time she was lieutenant the whole time the glass ceiling storyline yeah there was a glass (laughs) ceiling and and just the uh she's a black woman well that is yeah and she killed a kid let's not forget that she (laughs) shot and killed a kid just right in the face she shot a kid in the face shot a kid in the face but we're going to talk about the two guys that didn't shoot anybody that we know of it is jack mccoy versus michael cutter uh final fight greg which one wins this one yeah i feel like i'm copping out a little bit that it seems too easy but a lot of this conversation has been about the potential of Michael Cutter 
had the show gone on and how strong it finished and all of that. And it seems like, you know, Michael Cutter could have been as good as Jack McCoy. That almost makes the argument for me in some ways that whether it's just due to the happenstance of the, you know, the life cycle of a show, Jack McCoy had an opportunity to do a little bit more with his time, used it well. And I, I feel very comfortable saying the best of law and order is Jack McCoy. I might be a little bit uncomfortable with Michael Cutter because it would be a, a vote for potentiality rather than reality. Jack McCoy. A vote for McCoy. The, the thing about both of these guys is I don't remember a bad episode from either one of them. Now, granted, Cutter only had three seasons and McCoy had, well, more. But I don't remember bad performances from either one at any time. There isn't a time where I looked at Law & Order as a whole and there was an episode where I wouldn't watch the second half. There have been times where I don't watch the first half. I don't watch the, the law part of, of, of Law & Order. I'll come into the half hour mark and I watch the whole rest of it. And, and, and it's because I love Jack McCoy. I like Michael Cutter. Now, notice I said I love Jack McCoy and I like Michael Cutter because Michael Cutter, like, like Greg said, he had the potential to be as good or better than Jack McCoy. And he did, he did start out better than Jack McCoy ever could. I, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give that to him all day long. Uh, the first three seasons of Jack of of Cutter are better than McCoy, but that's because they had McCoy to build off of. Um, I'm going to vote for McCoy right now. Oh God, I might vote for Cutter. No, 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 it's Jack McCoy. God damn it! Uh, a vote for Jack McCoy. Yussi. Well, no one's mentioned up until this point that. The original uh, prosecutor in the U.S. version was Stone, and the uh, initial prosecutor in the U.K. version was Steele, which I'm sure is uh, interesting for for some uh, doctoral thesis. But as we look at Cutter versus McCoy, yeah, here's my trump card: Shalvoy, the governor. That was the only supervillain, as it were, that we had in the original. We had a couple in criminal intent because, you know, that was Gorin and, and he was a, a super genius. He needed a supervillain. But McCoy, he came up against the governor of New York. It, it's, it was insane to actually have a, uh, a storyline that went like that. And we could, you know, sit here and wonder, what would Cutter have been 10 years down the road. I don't know. But McCoy was that. And we got to see it on screen. So, Jack McCoy, all the way. Another vote for McCoy, Mr. Townsend. Whatever Michael Cutter would have been 10 years down the road, it would have been a major part in result of having worked under. Jack McCoy. Jack McCoy, for so many seasons, was Law and Order. He is the Captain America of Law and Order. He is the paladin, the icon, the thing that represents everything that that show stood for. And Cutter was a great character and some good performances. He makes a great Bucky, but he's not the man with the 
he's not the uh, star-spangled man with the law book. So I'm voting for McCoy. Uh, another vote for McCoy. Dominic, is it a clean sweep? It's not fair over there. Jack McCoy is a law and order, and so he's going to win the best of law and order because he was on it longer than his opponent. So, you know, as much as I liked Cutter as a character, because I thought he was completely, like, a unique character, um, McCoy is basically just like, you know, like the sound. Can you make the sound for me? No. <laughs> Thank you. That is Law & Order, just like Jack McCoy is Law & Order. So, Jack McCoy. Jack McCoy. Is the winner, but as always, we are absolutely wrong. Uh, the the real winner is the one female detective, the only female detective on the original Law and Order. She's actually the winner because she was really hot, and I actually liked looking at her booty. I did. Related one? Curly hair one? No, no, she didn't have curly hair. She had long black hair. Oh no! Actually, the actually the actually the the, the we've been hearing from the uh, the best character in Law and Order all night. Who's that? Um, you want to hit it again, Damon? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> if that care, if that had been one of the un uh, one of the uh, well, unknowns, it's not a character. Picks. Yes, it no, is. What was that? Yes, I told you is. what it was. It was Damon What is that? His name? The bushes in New York. Yep. Anyway. The guy who does the intro with, you know, in the city of New York. Oh, yeah. We should have done that guy. But <laughs> yeah, he's the winner. He sets the tone for all the shows. Certainly but, been on the most episodes. Yeah, more than anybody. Um, Thanks for listening. Does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Uh, Mr. Townsend? Uh, no, nothing going on in my world. Just glad to be back in the... Uh, Amongst the uh, active members of the Legion of Geeks. Uh, Dominic? I would say no, but then you would say, what about your photography and all the photos that you take? Well, I take a lot of photos. I've been taking a photo every day since before Christmas. Uh, find me on the internet. Espresso Dom, Twitter, uh, Facebook, everywhere. Uh, yes. Yeah, Not on order. <laughs> Yeah, uh, follow me on Twitter, Rabbi Joe in JM. Uh, stalk me on Facebook. Um, steal my identity on the Geek Fights Wikia. Thanks to Chrissy for uh, putting me on there. And uh, you can hide my dismembered corpse on Google Maps. On Google Maps, hide your dismembered corpse. Yeah. But if it's dismembered, why do you have to hide it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Greg, I know you have something to plug. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at IC underscore Greg. The IC stands for Inappropriate Conversations. That's uh, www.inappropriateconversations.org. There's also a Facebook page for the cause that is that opinion audio blog dealing with issues of politics, sex, and religion, and how they play nice and how they don't play nice. And apparently I can switch it pretty quickly on, uh, on Geek Fights, much faster than I ever would have imagined. You know, it's actually really easy to do. Most most people don't know. It's it's really easy. 
Uh, check out our friends, DVDgeeks.tv, Subspace Communicate, their awesome podcast, Life After Trek, and uh, their pretty sweet uh, website, Bye Bye Robot. You can buy some pretty cool stuff there. And the Rockford Files Files, uh, a drunken website made one day. I think all the YouTube links are on there are broken now. Like it, it's 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 going away, but I still love it. Uh, also, check out Inappropriate Conversations with Greg, uh, uh, The Soulless Minions of Orthodoxy, Commentary Track Stars, and Mission Log, a Roddenberry podcast. Special thanks goes to Karen for being a web presence. Check out what she's doing on the Geek Bites Tumblr with the Chris Mitchell. Uh, he also created a Geek Bites Wikia, and Christy Woke helped flesh it out. Uh, you can play on there too. Put a, whatever you like about yourself or us, or if you'd like to have yourself put in there, just uh, contact Christy or uh, or Chris, and they'll actually put you in the Wikia. Who could forget Mr. Jared Formby and his amazing intros? Uh, check him out at www.heystartrek.net or on Twitter at super underscore Spock. Now let's. Now here's the magic of radio. Either he's going to be there or he won't. Mike, I'm just fucking with you. I'm here. <laughs> you can find me on the Week and Geek Video Show every week on YouTube, where we preview new comics. And please check us out at geekfights.net, where we have lists of show ideas, the brackets we mentioned earlier, our past episodes, links to our wiki, our Facebook page, and to our Tumblr. Don't forget to rate review us on iTunes and maybe on Xbox Music. I really don't know how you rate and review us on Xbox Music because they don't really actually promote podcasts on Xbox Music. But we're on Xbox Music somewhere and like us on Facebook. If you'd like to be on the panel, just contact us at geekfights at gmail.com or on Facebook or Twitter. Just look for Geek Fights or follow the links on our website. That's all it takes to join the Legion of Geeks. Our upcoming fights are... Next week is best 80s action film. Woo! And the unknowns are pretty sweet for that one. Uh, and after that, it's going to be best fictional president. And after that will be, uh, what is it? Uh, best, uh, no, no, it's a, it's a showdown. It's a, it's a video game character showdown. Uh, any and all ideas are welcome. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. I hope Josh isn't dead. I honestly do, because I have not heard anything from him. Keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. And we would like to thank the Clawson Police Department for giving us a great way to start off Josh Month. In the criminal justice system, the people are represented by two separate yet equally important groups. The police, who investigate crime, and the district attorneys, who prosecute the offenders. These are their stories. had to stop there uh mike if you could mark it for yourself so i can add josh back to the call if he's even listening ortiz probably isn't i'm listening okay good
Joshua fell off the call. I gotta go back to sleep. Gotta go back to sleep. Because I work this evening. Uh oh. Keep singing. I'm not gonna keep singing. It's not gonna make the episode. This is all staying in. We know that. No, it isn't. This is not staying in. Uh-oh. How much did we lose, Josh? You know, my family used to be Van also. We dropped it when we moved to the States. <laughs> I really do love playing that. I might start doing that in just other episodes. There you go. No, it's not him. Let's try him. This can happen during Josh month. Yeah, it can. He he had a horrible signal for a while. Maybe he made it home. I'm trying that phone now. I'm not even getting a text message. Maybe he died. Maybe Josh died in a horrible accident during Josh month. That, uh, during the Law and Order episode. During the Law and Order episode that turns out somebody to be murder. Somebody say something quickly right now. Like, Josh died on your birthday. And then play the music. Play the, uh, the Chris Mitchell intro. <laughs> Chris Mitchell did a whole intro of it. It's pretty awesome. We're going to use that in this episode somewhere. Probably at the middle point, right? Or maybe at the beginning, right before or right after Jared's intro. Well, because you don't know what Jared's intro is, I would not use it. We'll take a chance. I'm never on the same episode as Chris because we're like geographically pretty close. Yeah. You almost were. Like an hour or two off in time zone. No answer. Why well, I, I hung up because he's still not home. <laughs> Call his cell phone again. There's a Michigander fight coming up. Did you know that? Oh, a what? Two actors who come from Michigan. Oh, I don't care about that. Going against each other. I don't care where they came from. I care about what they did on the stage, goddammit. Maybe he did die during Josh month. That'll be weird. Mike is just going to have to take over. Uh, Should I just say Dominic random weird things? Um, there's nothing to say Dominic month because I don't want to die. Uh, no, there is no it's, it's not that easy to imitate Josh. No, it's impossible. Yes, Virginia, there is a Holocaust. <laughs> just like, you know, by oh. random shooting stuff out there. We were so worried about you. Like, it, like when, when he said that, I'm like, oh, shit, we'll find out if it's okay. Yossi, uh, Yossi will let us know. <laughs> if Yes, Virginia, there is a Holocaust. Isn't the worst thing ever said on the show. 
Hey, I, I posted that. You remember the top ten sayings? I put yeah. that as number one. I know, I know, I know. But it was for for the longest. It was uh, nerve wracking. But uh, yeah. I don't insult that easy. Yeah, but you. you Besides, are... don't we all hate gypsies? Can't we all agree on that? No, I like gypsies. What the hell, Josh? Did his phone? Oh, I bet you his dumbass didn't charge his goddamn phone. Boom, 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 boom. Can I go and pee? Or? Yeah, go ahead and pee. You know. What was that you were saying, Dominic? Who picked up on one wing if it was dead? Oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry, I missed you. Um, I'm trying out this new Google Voice thing. So if you leave me a voicemail, get email to me as um, text. So I'll be able to read your voicemail. Um, I don't know how well this works. So if you could possibly speak clearly and slowly uh, in your voicemail, I'd certainly appreciate it. Wait, so wait, know wait. How it works. Don't say anything. And um, that's pretty much it. So thanks and uh, have a great day. Uh, you've got a voicemail like that too, Dominic. I do? Yeah. To the other phone number you? that I have for you. Oh. I called that phone number and I got your voicemail, so I just left a boom, boom. <laughs> Let's see. That way again. Because he said he would be home by three, so maybe he went inside. But maybe he's dead. This is That would be if Josh dies during Josh month. Not really. I mean, he's a good guy, but... Dying during your own month? That's pretty harsh. A, a month dedicated to you? Exactly. How is it dedicated to uh, Almost every episode is something that Josh would be very proficient with. You've got Law and Order, which Josh is a huge Law and Order fan. You've got uh, 80s action movies. Josh is a huge 80s action movie fan. Uh, Fictional President was the one that we put in because President's Day is coming up. And then uh, Video Game Character Showdown, which is just Josh being awesome at Video Game Character Showdowns. Or at showdowns in general. Somebody's going to get raped. That's actually one of his... That's a Josh quote, by the way. He said that to me before, when before talking about a a uh, a fight. He's like, "Oh, somebody's gonna get me." What the hell? What? Hopefully, it's not the country, guys. Is it bad out there? Is is it snowing? Is it? Oh no, no, it's not. There's snow on the ground. Yeah, there's snow on the well, Dominic. You do realize you live like a thousand miles away from us. I, I lived in Ontario for like three years. There, I'm talking about here. Yeah, but it's supposed to be. I know what it's like to have snow until April. Uh, that doesn't well, happen. That way. Snow in April? Jeez. Oh yeah, Kitchener, Ontario, Kitchener Waterloo. Hey, sorry, I missed. Home of the Blackberry. All right, Mike, we're gonna have to move on with you for a little bit. Uh, all right. <laughs> I like how you're like, uh, I don't know anybody here. 
But oh, Michael's been in the episode the whole time. <laughs> no, yeah, Mike, Mike has been Wait, here. can I ask Mike a question? Sure. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> We'll just have to do, uh, if it's a tie, it comes to me, and I'll base it entirely on your arguments. All right. Uh, but you were going to ask Mike a question. Go ahead. Okay. My picture on the uh, Geek Fights Wikia is with a uh, copy of Action Comics number 643. What is the significance of Action 643? 643. Wow. Yeah. Uh... 1989, if that helps you. Would that be the first issue where it came back from being Action Weekly? Oh, yeah. Very good. See, he knows his stuff. You creep. Thank you.